Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Man, I got a good show for you today. I had my friend the wizard come down. He brought us kids and we just uh, reminisced on the good old days. You know, a bunch of stories about, you know, his sons growing up. With a wild ass biker dad, and dude, it was it was great. I knew it was gonna be good, but it ended up being really fucking good. A lot of stories I'd heard before, but you know, having the kids' perspective and uh, their memory of it, it was uh, man, it it really was great. So it's uh, biker Bill, who we call the Wizard, his son Greg, and his Greg, his son Shay, and you know they're. They're probably a little older than I am, and uh, yeah, anyways, you're going to enjoy this. If you like choppers, uh, fucking <laughs> mom's driving, you know, panhead trikes around with a bunch of kids on the back wrecking off a hill climb hills, and you, you know, Greg's, not Greg, but Bill's old stories of playing music and fights breaking out it's good it's it's really a lot of fun so let's get into it This show is brought to you by MCShopTees.com, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month we put off, put out a custom T-shirt, one-off design, featuring a different shop from around the country. Each shirt comes with a postcard, tells you what the shop specializes in, where they're located, and how you can get a hold of them. This month's featured shop is Lead Sled Customs. That's right, and if you did not sign up before the beginning of October, holy shit, it's October, <laughs> uh, then you're not going to get one, and I hate that because the shirt's rad as fuck, so make sure you go sign up now so you do not miss next month's featured shop, mcshoptees.com. We got women's sizes, men's sizes, and kids' sizes. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Lead Sled is, uh, man, he's been doing it for a long time, and I'm stoked to call him a friend and get to feature him with MC Shop Tees. Our friend Big Meese did the artwork, and it's fucking killer. So that shirt's probably going to go out faster than last month's. Last month's had a bunch of colors in it. I talked to the T-shirt company, and they were like, dude, it took two revolutions for each shirt, which is a lot because they have a giant carousel that does these shirts. So... They went out a little late this last month, so I think most people should have them now. If for some reason you don't, shoot me an email, but I think they're all out by now. Uh, if you want to support this show but you have too many T-shirts, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There's a Patreon support link where you can donate 5 bucks a month, give you a chance at winning a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. That's right, Lowbrow supports me, and they can support you too. They've got it all, man. If you got a chopper and you like to ride, you should already know about Lowbrow Customs. Uh, on top of that, every $5 you donate from now to the end of the year will give you a chance at winning uh, an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. We did this a couple years ago. We gave away a trip to Nepal. 
Uh, this trip will probably, hopefully, be India or Mongolia. And, uh, man, super fucking rad. If you don't want to wait on winning a trip, go sign up now for the Nepal trip in November, the first two weeks, Ride to the Heavens. I'll be on it. It's going to be fucking sweet. And uh, speaking of Mongolia, I don't know if you guys heard the podcast I did with J.B. Zilke a while back. He's the Lost Cowboy. Has a book called The Lost Cowboy where he uh, traveled the world and, you know, just did cowboy shit on every continent with the the locals. And the last part of the book I just finished up was the chapter on Mongolia. And, you know, if Booty didn't get me excited enough about it when I was in Nepal last, JB has definitely got me excited about traveling around Mongolia. So hopefully that's probably where the winner's going to end up going with me is to Mongolia. So go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up now for your chance at winning. Uh, we got a bunch of sweet shows coming up. Rat Rodtober is happening next weekend. Uh... October 14th at Tufts Brewery in McKinney, Texas. And, man, this show is fucking great. The two that put it on, Jake and Natalia, are amazing, and they put in a lot of work. They've got a couple of bikes that they are going to be raffling off. That's right, a shovelhead and or a Sportster chopper. So make sure you check out Rat Rodtober on the gram for more information on that, or go to Brown Cycles. One of their biggest sponsors and supporters. And uh, one of the first shops we featured with MC Shop Tees. It's my local shop. If I need anything, uh, you know, that day or, you know, work done, those are the fucking guys, man. They've been doing it forever. And, you know, those bikes are are coming through that shop. So somebody's going to win something rad next week. It'll be awesome to see all this go down. After that, we got Born Free Texas the 19th through the 22nd of October at the Yellow Rose Canyon, and it is going to be a barn burner, a bunch of live music, the Wall of Death, the Fast Life Garage FXR Tour, um, and me and Lee Bullock are putting on an art show called Prince Paints and Steel, and it's going to be sweet as fuck. We're going to have a party Friday night to kick things off at the art show. Dude, there's there's going to be mini bike racing, big bike racing. It's going to be a fucking party. If you were there last year, you already know. You already know. The Outbound Train will be playing Lulu and the Black Sheep. And I hope that you've already gotten your tickets. If you haven't, go to Yellow Rose Canyon or BornFreeShow.com and buy them now. The sooner you buy them, the better... The, you know, the event staff or the facility, you know, can prepare for everybody. You know, they're not trying to get you to pre-buy these tickets so that, you know, in hopes that you don't show up or something. Though, they they need to know how many people are going to fucking be there so they can prepare for it. Make sure there's enough food and enough booze for everybody all weekend long. So, go check them out, Yellow Rose Canyon and BornFreeShow.com. Uh, man, I had a crazy weekend. It was uh, it was awesome. It was a, you know, everything I hoped it'd be, and not at all. Even though I was afraid that it wasn't going to be like that, it was it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I got to spend some time with Jochen Zietz, and you know, fuck, he reassured me that, you know, 
a German can be the CEO of Harley Davidson. Like he, his appreciation for America and the heritage and everything that made this country what it is really shows me uh, that he, fuck, he's the right guy for the job. Um, I don't know, you know, how long he's going to be the CEO. I think this is a temporary thing to begin with. It was only supposed to be there for like a few months back in 2020. But, man, it, it was really cool to spend time with him. And, uh, you know, just the fact that he shared everything that he did with us was pretty amazing, you know, like, this was no PR stunt. I mean, literally, he just wanted to, like, show us things that he loves. And it was it was fucking really cool. It was the first time for me to meet him and, uh, you know, had a great time. So I want to thank Harley Davidson and Yokin for uh, putting that little event together. And, you know, the time I got to spend with some of the other content creators. It's funny to even think of myself as such. I never... You know, I just fucking throw shit up on my phone. Uh, this podcast is, you know, this is my baby. And it's just pretty wild to be even in the same circles as some of those people. And, you know, I feel very blessed and fortunate to be a small fucking part of what's going on right now. And, um, yeah, can't wait to share more with you. But right now, let's... Uh, Let's get into this fucking podcast, man. This is Biker Bill, the wizard, and his son, Greg and Shay, talking about the good old days. I, it's, it's, as far as agenda, um, no, 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 no. Hell, you ain't ever had no agenda. No, exactly. no politics. My only agenda is how in the hell you guys are still alive. With him being your dad. The stories he's told on this podcast before now. How did you guys make it to this? Some of the stories I had in mind for today are survival. survival. Part of that. Spit one out. Let's just start off with one that you Okay, so what year is that truck? 56. Okay, so dad had a 55 back in the day. Yeah. He went through like red motors in it. White pinstripes. Two or three trains. The passenger door did not quite latch some of the time. (laughs) The the end of the street that we lived on on Greenway curved to the left fairly abruptly. And so it had a vinyl bench seat in it. And one day I'm a, little, I'm, a, I'm a little kid. Yeah. And one day we're leaving to go to yeah. probably his Harley shop on Highway 10 at the time. Uh, as he takes that corner, doing coming in pretty hot. Uh, Is this I, when he's got three on the tree, or is it four on the floor? Four, four, four speed. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I <laughs> hit the door. Door pops open, yeah, and I go flying out. And luckily, <laughs> luckily they've got they've got the whole window frame back then. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. cars don't have this day. Oh, and so, so on my way that? out of the cab, <laughs> I grab onto that and just legs flying. The door flies mm-hmm. open and you're just legs in the air. Yeah. And I'm screaming, scared the shit out of Dad, him. Dad, Dad. There. Dad! <laughs> and he looks over and he's like, oh shit! <laughs> Hang on! And, and winds it down and I get back I'm like, in. Did you really think he said, Hang on? As though, like, 
You weren't hanging on already. <laughs> well, I told him, I said, hang the hell on, don't let go. And, and, and I get back in and I slam the door shut and, and then the rest of the ride was just like. <laughs> he didn't even stop. He just slowed down enough for you to climb back in. No, he stopped. <laughs> I stopped and reeled his ass in. Yeah. But the rest of that ride was quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was fixing to kill him, you know. Yeah, and there, there's, there's like. a couple more in there, yeah. too. That in that, I, in I that got 55 money. Chevy, I like the one where we went up to the store and I was pulling you with the old trap. That that's that's one of them. That's a good pulling one. Pulling what? Him sled. On, a sled. on a sled. sled. It was all snowing and shit. And yeah. the, only, <laughs> the only thing I had to start triumph. was my old Triumph. With a, no, with a knobby tower on the back. 650 at that point. 650. Yeah. yeah. Triumph converted into a hill climber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was the only thing that would start that winter. <laughs> Everything yeah. else was dead in water. Yeah. Uh, we, we had to go to, to the lo local quick mart to get a some. on it? Yeah. Some yeah, bread and this and that for mom and all that. Four sixty eight. We can get to that. We're already we'll there, dude. So you're going to get groceries. And you needed something to carry the groceries back he, on, so you decided to bring a sled. Yeah, it was, yes. a, it was a cigarette store down the street. Yes. It was the little And so he store. pulls up in the in, <laughs> in the parking lot and locks it down and parks the sled on like a twenty about foot twenty road foot road or so keeps going. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm coming up under this kind of jacked up four wheel drive board or whatever and all that. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm a, I'm a little kid, dude. It was a quick decision. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I, 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 I duck and tuck up down under and, the back and lay down on the sled and tuck down. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at a third member in the rear end. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, uh, and just wrapped myself around it. And Dad pulls up. I looked up. up under there, and he's wrapped around a damn third member, you know. And I said, son of a bitch, are you all right? Yeah. And, and Dad gets off the bike and looks, and he's like, uh, where the fuck is it, Greg? <laughs> Where's the sled? Yeah. And he follows the rope, and I'm up uh, underneath his truck, just like. Bobtail. Uh, <laughs> Did yeah. you ride back on the sled? Yes. Yeah, there's no other option, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah, he had to hold the shit to Is that when you guys lived in Fort Worth, I guess? This Hurst. 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 Yeah. yeah. Now we're in Hurst. Yeah, yeah, this was early 80s. Yeah, so how yeah. long? Because I know that you hung up riding for a while. But yeah. obviously not right as these kids popped out. No, not, not when we were growing up. But yeah. Right. No, I, I ended up working my ass off. Uh, Are we already 40? From, uh, oh gosh, about 1990 to about 2000 and change. Gotcha. And, and life got in the way. Pam got breast cancer, went broke, you know, a various number of mm -hmm. things. Hell, I didn't even have a car for a while. Yeah. No car, no truck, no bike, no nothing. And, uh, it just went stone cold broke, you know, and hell, I called my old friend Mike up in Oklahoma City, and I said, he had left a uh, truck with me for storage, and I said, man, can I borrow this truck? And, Mike uh, the lawyer? Mike the lawyer. Yeah. And uh, oh. uh, 
old Mike says, oh, God, hell, I'll mail you the title. You can have the son of a bitch. And uh, <laughs> I said, well, thank you. I, uh, things are kind of lean here, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, have uh, you told him the story of, of Mike going through the windshield and you saving him? Yeah, I saved Mike's life. He was riding an old panhead chopper. We're rolling through Waco. And I ride in the old knucklehead, you know, and Tiny was with us. And we're and just, so Steve. We're putting along, and uh, Everybody a damn car ended up out. hitting Mike and knocking him straight up in the air. I saw his headlight go straight up. So we stopped, and I left my bike right there in the road to keep people from running over him. Mm -hmm. And I looked down, and his damn femoral artery had severed, and his blood just squirting five feet up like that. Right you know, out of his leg. Right mm -hmm. out of his leg. And I said, oh shit, this ain't good. So I ran my hand up in his crotch and pinched that off against his hip bone and uh, saved his life. And a little while later, the uh, uh, ambulance showed up and uh, the old boy driving the ambulance says, man, you, you better thank this guy who pointed at me and said, he just saved your life. You'd have bled out in about a minute. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, man, that's good. And the guy that hit Mike went wobbling off in his car down the road, and old Tiny caught up to him. I bet Tiny did. <laughs> yeah. tiny, tiny wasn't tiny. <laughs> I know. Well, there's tiny, a tiny, tiny in every crowd. Yeah. But I got to tell you another story about Tiny. Story about Tinies are good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tiny convinced this dude to come back. Tiny and scared the shit out. Face the music. <laughs> yeah. Just tell you how great. I mean, that was probably the easiest thing that guy could have done. It was instead of facing Tiny. Well, Tiny would have broken him. Yeah, yeah. He'd rather deal with the police. Yeah. Than mm -hmm. deal with Tiny. Mm -hmm. That was well, when the ambulance cut me off. I was following the ambulance to the hospital, so I could check Mike into the hospital, yeah. and. Uh, they weren't going to even haul him off or hospitalize him unless a next of kin did it. So I told him I was Mike's brother. You know, yeah, perfect. What else are you going to do? And the damn ambulance hit a stretch there by the hospital district, and it turned the wrong way on a one-way street. And I'm sliding down the damn street going 60 miles yeah. an hour with the rear, rear wheel locked up on the old knuckle, no front brake. Yeah. And an ambulance went, oh shit, made a U-turn and cut right in front of me. And I hit the side of the damn ambulance. With your boy in the back? Yeah. <laughs> and damn. I remember seeing Mike when I went across the back of the ambulance. It was a van. And it had windows in the back. Yeah. And I kind of waved at Mike as <laughs> I went through the fucking air. <laughs> Tore up my motorcycle jacket. It had a brand new motorcycle oh jacket. Oh my God. So anyway, I run down the street and pick my bike up and uh, find your wallet. Stand it up, got all my <laughs> shit together, and caught up to the ambulance by the time it got to the hospital. Well, it knocked a dent in the size of the ambulance, the size of a knucklehead Harley, you know? <laughs> and uh, this ambulance company calls me up later on and says, uh, what's the number, name of your insurance company? You knocked a dent in my ambulance. And I said, your goddamn ambulance cut me off. And I said, I've already fixed my bike. You know, I I put a new set of was tanks that, on it. Was that, was that the one where where you bounced the driver off the side of the ambulance a couple times? 
No, that's a different one. That was that's, when, <laughs> that's when mom went off the cliff. That's when right. mom went off the cliff. Okay. With me on the back of the truck. Okay. <laughs> we'll uh, have to get to that one. But anyway, I told the ambulance guy, I said, you know, I know some people in Waco. I said, do you intend to be in the ambulance business for a while? <laughs> and the guy said, oh, yeah, it's my livelihood. I got six of them, blah, blah, blah. And I said, your ambulances ain't going to roll with they're worth of shit without air in the tires and uh, shit like that. And I said, I see bad things happening to your I mean, they obviously fucked up because you were following that ambulance. It wasn't like, like you were paying attention. Like they had to have done some fucked up shit. Well, this son of a bitch looks, or he's on the phone. He says, are you threatening me? And I said, no. I said, just go outside. It was dark. I said, go outside and look at the alignment of the stars. And you can read all this shit into the alignment of the stars. And look, find the North Star and you'll see. Gangster wizard over there. Yeah, I said, you'll see. Ambulance goes to shit in a handbag in, in Waco, Texas. And this summer says, I'll forget it. And it, you won't hear from me anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> now wait a second! You bashed the ambulance driver's head up against the car. That, that was a different ambulance. That's another <laughs> yeah. story. That's uh, yeah. How With, did? How did? Okay. Pam had her three wheeler yeah. and hadn't had it very long. Old Pam had three wheeler uh -huh. that we built. Which I got to admit, when she ran it off the cliff, uh, not a, a weld one broke. <laughs> Is this a custom trike? I oh, built yeah. it. Home yeah. built, it had a foot clutch thing. on yeah. it, and she was at the top of the hill. And it was raining. And, yeah, it really wasn't raining. From what I But heard. Dad was sitting there smoking a cigarette on his knucklehead, and me and Ernie's three kids, it had a box on the back, and there's four kids on the back on this box. Had six bend handlebars and about a 15, 18 over wide glide. And the handlebars were turned to the right, facing to the cliff. And it had this a was at a hill climb. This was at a day. hill climb, but we were what at was the, it, the opposite. Widowmaker? No, Chalk Hill. This was Chalk, uh, Chalk, Chalk Hill in Dallas. And uh, it had a foot clutch on it with a jockey shift. And mom's foot slipped off the clutch. And right when it slipped off the clutch, it was like, now Harleys have that upstroke, that boom. Yeah. And it was right on the plump of the upstroke of the motor, and we went right off the cliff. And 100, 150 feet down. Holy shit. Uh, I, I had just been born, so I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, Greg wasn't there. I wasn't there. So Greg was born in 73. I was six years old, so this had to be 75, 1975. Yeah. And uh, Ernie was there with all of his hill climbers. That he pulled his wife would drive his car out there with with all the Triumph hill climbers on a trailer on the back, so Ernie was riding his panhead, and uh, and Dad, of course, you know we all went down. Roger, Ernie's oldest son, jumped off at the top of the cliff, and I remember him saying jump, but I didn't have enough snap to jump. And we'll rest or jump off the. To try, yeah, because yeah. it kept gaining speed. Oh yeah, it did. and uh, going down and down at the bottom, it endowed, and oh it had a. It actually, it had a Springer front end on it. It had an extended Harley Springer that was real long and a lot of rake in the frame. Twenty-two over. Twenty-two over, but Dad's right. Now the welds broke, and Dad's old friend Dale had some uh, earth moving equipment and got the 
thing back up the hill while mom recovered in the hospital. But broke they her took arm and her leg. broke mom's arm and her leg, and they took her to the There's hospital. There's of it. And no head injuries and on that deal. No. I, I wasn't on the back of dad because they thought I might <laughs> have a concussion. I think I rode in the ambulance. I don't remember how I got to the hospital. You rode in with uh, Marie. I Maybe think. Marie. But and all the other kids, but they wouldn't let me go to sleep because Connie broke her arm. Right, right. Connie broke her arm, and then Connie get in. And then Connie was Ernie's daughter. Yeah, one Ernie. And she was riding on the back of the truck. All three of Ernie's kids and me were all on the back. Oh my! uh, I missed that. That's cool. (laughs) Kind of jumped off at the top of the cliff. Well, Roger's the only one. Rest of us rode it all the way down. Oh, you did? I didn't I, know I remember, that. I thought he grabbed you and pulled you off. No, no he I, was laying in the mud down there is what <laughs> saved his ass. I remember mom laying there. I didn't there, know that. And the truck kind of endowed off to one side, and I think to the left side. But uh, I got thrown off of it before the truck landed on top of me, thank God. But because uh, I was on that left side. But I remember mom saying, I broke my leg, I broke my leg over and over and over. Well, that was when the paramedic guy- the, How the hell did you get her out of there? This is interesting. The This guy runs up and he says, I'm a paramedic, I can fix this. And I said, <laughs> leave her alone. And a, a cop showed up about that time. And uh, this guy walks over and he's poking around on Pam. And I said, leave her alone. And uh, he <laughs> looks at me like I just stepped out of a spaceship and had the antlers sticking out of my damn head, you know. I can fix this. And he grabs her leg, and her leg's Ooh. broke clear in two. And it goes flop like that, and she screams. And I picked that son of a bitch up and bounced him like a basketball. And uh, this cop says, do your thing. He, he didn't hassle me at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I told that son of a bitch, I said, if you touch my wife again, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. This is just some random dude in the crowd? Some random dude in the crowd that ran up Fucking there. Fucking do-gooders. <laughs> but yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it if he saw to her a little bit, but he hurt her. Yeah. And that's bullshit. We don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, hell. How'd you get her out of there? The ambulance people put her in a stretcher and winched her up the hill. Seems like I remember that. Yeah, and they stuck her in this ambulance and they took her to Arlington. Is it the same back then? Like they don't give you painkillers till you get to the damn hospital? Yeah. So she's just wrenching in pain, getting winched up the... Really poor situation. Well, Dad got cut off by the ambulance heading to the hospital. Again? Well, it wasn't yeah, so bad, though. This, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, big red thing. this, this ambulance Lights and everything. Goes, to, goes to Hearst, Texas. Uh-huh. For some reason, I guess they looked at her driver's license or something. And I was following that ambulance. And that son bitch was going 100 miles an hour, and the old knucklehead had run 120. Yeah, so you were good. Yeah, I was good. And I followed him all the way to the brand new H-E-B hospital. And I said, this ain't the hospital I told you to go to. I told you to go to the damn uh, Harris or someplace downtown. And this guy says, well, the dispatcher told me to come over here. And I said, just get out of the goddamn way. I'll take her. (laughs) So anyway, he uh, exited his ambulance uh, at my suggestion. And I climbed in the ambulance, and I moved about 20 feet until <laughs> going back out of that ER there. And this 
the lady runs out with a nurse's uniform and says, wait, 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 the, the broken bone specialist is here. They moved him. He ain't in Harris Hospital no more. He's in this hospital. I said, oh, okay. So I just backed it back up. And, <laughs> and on we went. Oh, my God. I, I commandeered an ambulance. Yeah. Right. Right. And then well, they lost, then they lost Dad's one. Blue Cross card after that, and that really set Dad off. Yeah, sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> you got a bad day. Yeah. I had a poor day. He wow. had to go back behind the counter and, and uh, throw some paperwork around, make, make their life miserable, and they all of a sudden came up with his Blue Cross card. Yeah, and a couple of guards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He used you in Central America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This damn guy got in front of me and he says, I'm the administrator of this place. You can't do that. And I said, all Watch right, <laughs> we're leaving. And I said, if you're between me and the door, you're leaving with us. You know, I'll bring your bed back. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. So Great. that hill climb, that was, Ch what would you call it? Chalk Hill. Chalk Hill. Is that in Dallas? It's in South Dallas. Dallas. South Dallas. In that, I don't, I don't mean. Well, this has been forty years ago. Yeah, this is yeah. nineteen seventy-five. I'm trying to think of a fucking hill. Because normally well, you we go Millsap. Oh yeah, it's all full of yeah. high-dollar hilltop homes and all this. Because <coughs> out here, Mineral Wells hasn't really been developed. Right. If I got, if I, I think I know where it's at. Uh, You're talking about the old uh, hill climb out there, <coughs> yeah. Out by Millsap. They used yeah. to have Millsap and Mineral Wells. Ernie went to those a lot. Oh, Ernie was climbing that hill one time and had a big hump right in the middle of it. And he's riding a 650 Triumph that's uh, stroked out to 750 800. or 800. Yeah, <coughs> had an obby <laughs> on the back the size of this table here. Yeah, <coughs> and. Uh, we <laughs> really threw dirt and shit all over the place. You know? <laughs> so. so Ernie's climbing the hell out of that hill, and uh, and the hill was particularly rough. Uh, it had rained. What or do something. they call it? unfortunate or? They called it uh, old terrible. Old terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Old terrible. Old terrible. <laughs> and uh, old Ernie was flying up that damn hill, and there was a guy taking pictures sitting in a tree about halfway up. Yeah. So he's sitting there on a tree limb with his camera taking all these neat action pictures. And Ernie hit this big ass bump, flew about 12 feet in the air. <laughs> Ernie came off that bike and knocked that dude out of the tree. <laughs> and Ernie ended up in the tree and the guy fell out of the tree and landed on the hill. Oh my wow. God. Laughed my ass off, that was funny. <laughs> was, wasn't Ernie like state champion? Yeah. yeah for a bit was, or yeah. something? They had it, was it organized enough to have a state champion? Yeah. Oh, climber? He was one of the Arlington Ridge Riders. Arlington Ridge Riders. Which was a hill climb. There was a lot climb. of hill climbers. Back There's then. a bunch of hills in Arlington. There's I could yeah. see there being some hill climbs in Arlington. Yeah. A lot like of bull tacos, a lot of trucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Ernie were coming home one night uh, after the bars closed. And this had been a hundred years ago, you know. And I was riding the old knucklehead and he's on his panhead and we're headed out right by Lake Arlington. And uh uh a cop got after us. So it was my turn to stop for the cop. 
and his <laughs> his, I mean, his turn to keep yeah. going. Somebody's got to. Yeah. <laughs> so I just flagged Ernie on, and he goes rumbling off. <laughs> and your mom was on the back. She was on the back with me. And uh, so me and Pam were pulling over and all that. And this cop decided rather than pick the low-hanging fruit, he was going to go after Ernie. <laughs> oh, shit. So this cop comes flying through there. I thought, oh, shit, this ain't good. No. And uh, so I followed the cop. I'm behind yeah. the cop. Hey, cops going balls to the wall. And I, I backed up a little bit. And Ernestine was flying. And uh, he Were could. Were you guys like on the highway or are you on? We just exited it off of uh, 820, mm -hmm. Highway 820. She like right around Camp Right around no, South uh, Arlington by Mansfield. Yeah, right okay. by Mansfield. Yeah. <laughs> and. So Ernie lived down in that neighborhood down there. There was three was houses. It was his neck yeah. of the woods right there. Yeah, but there wasn't no neighborhood there yet. And and the road was pretty rough. Yeah. And uh, so we go flying down through there, and, and Ernie got ahead of that cop enough that he turned into his yard and went into the backyard. Yeah, there were a couple of good curves on mm -hmm. that road. Big L-shaped yeah. curves. And... Uh, so I come around, and the damn cop car is sitting in the middle of the Just road stopped. sideways. Yeah. And doors open, and the cop's laying on the ground. What the fuck? That's what I said. <laughs> I said, oh, shit, you know. And Ernie's driveway was right there, and I just went around and pulled in Ernie's driveway. And we started to go back out there and, and help that cop, you know. Figure I, out why he's laying on the ground? Yeah. And... We got about halfway out and about 14 cop cars go and just show up all at one time. So we backed off and uh, they combed the whole area and we could hear the radios there. And they said, these motorcyclists hurt this cop, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out the cop had a, a heart attack. No fucking way. Way. And and they finally figured Aren't that you out. Fucking lucky they didn't find you guys. <laughs> no shit. We're Thinking that y'all did that to the fucking. They would have at least beat you up. Even if they let you go, they would have fucking oh, yeah. pulled out yeah, their yeah. batons. <laughs> and, yeah. I figured they'd have killed us. They probably would have. Uh, but uh, anyway, we hung out all night and waited till the next day till all that shit went away. And then they realized that he didn't have any beat marks on him or. Nobody messed with him. I yeah, mean, you know, no holes, no holes. Yeah. <laughs> that that was weird. You guys got fucking lucky. I mean, to make it this far, I imagine that there's a lot of luck tied up in this family, right? Now. <laughs> have you have you told him about hitting the deer? No, I didn't. Ed Shea was on the back. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, we were going to a west run with the Zingaros Motorcycle Club, and deer tried to run out in front of us. How old were you? I was probably eight, nine, because the Zingaros got disbanded in about 79, 80. So I was 10 and 11, 79 and 80. So probably about 10, probably about 10. It was before they got disbanded. I locked up the rear brake when Bambi jumped out in the middle of the road and mm -hmm. slid around sideways and hit Bambi and knocked Bambi off in the bar ditch. Yeah. And, but, it didn't hurt any of us, really. Really? It yeah. Knocked, it knocked him back straight. Knocked me back straight. Oh, that's like when I hit that hay bell. Yeah. That fucker just knocked me back straight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lucky as a five-peckered billy goat. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, we're standing there, and I told Shaz, 
are you all right, son? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. He says, yeah, Dad, I'm fine. And you got a little bit of adrenaline going on Dad, at that yeah. point. Dad said, back then he drank a lot of Dr. Peppers. He said, I really need to have a Dr. Pepper <laughs> and a cigarette. And I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having a Dr. Pepper either. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering what happened to the deer. We never seen the deer again. He turned around, ran off. The I saw way. the deer get up, and, and it left. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I've seen some deer leave some some serious yeah. situations. Well, before. so I had I, I got some friends that I ride with, and and one of the biggest things I'll, I'll preface it with this. One of the biggest things, and I don't know if you feel this way, but one of the biggest things that I always admired and loved about Dad and Mom was the fact that they didn't drink a lot, didn't do drugs. They drank some when they were younger. Well, yeah, back in the day we had the New Year's Eve parties and, and the Raisin Jack and all that good right. stuff. Homemade we made raisin our own jack. raisin but, jack. But it wasn't With a recipe right out and of and Easy Rider magazine. And never, even though they yeah. hung out with... Oh yeah, they they. But they never were affiliated with any clubs. No, they never got. Because if they would have been, I I think our upbringing could have been a whole lot different. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, when family's first, you can't be in a club. Yeah, and so like we doesn't work that way. You Uh, know, we we grew up middle class, but we never needed for anything. Yeah. We never wanted for anything, you know. But Dad had respect from all the clubs around. The BMX the, bikes, skateboards, even the ones guitars, that didn't like each other. He still had respect. So cars, bikes, and all that. It, it was it was always there and around. It yeah. was a great way to. I'm so glad I got to grow up in the '70s and '80s. Yeah. Well, Dad was a lot more outlaw back when when I was young than he is now, <laughs> because he tries to play a lot of that down and. I've talked to a couple of his old chopper buddies. They're like, man, we were, I mean, they weren't affiliated, <laughs> but you know, most of them served in Vietnam. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't. I take, mean, the real outlaws yeah. don't need a patch. Right, right. You know, they, they really And, and don't. these guys weren't patch holders, but. Dan, it reminds know. me of the time you called me up and said, uh, would you kind of keep an eye on the place? I'm in South Armpit, uh, New Mexico, or some damn yeah, place. Yeah, someplace. And. Uh, I said, sure. Do I need to go up there and shoot somebody? I mean, <laughs> and right. hell, I was serious as a heart attack. I know. That's why I called you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The dude that built that chopper that Mike the lawyer wound up with, he, he's a full-blooded Cherokee Indian named Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Churchwell. Churchwell. Yeah. He was in the Marines for eight years. He was a tunnel rat. You, you know, and I yeah. wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of this dude, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and Steve, Steve was in Vietnam. He was out there in the bush. You and, know who I wish uh, I would have you know. Only because I've seen his bike, and I haven't seen really any of the bikes from your chopper days, uh, except for in pictures. But Caterpillar's bike. Remember it used to be in there? bike was cool. At fucking, at chopper. And, I used to think that, man, that bike is fucking bad. And then fucking and, Bill comes in there and sees a picture one day. He's like, oh. That's Caterpillar's bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Bike, Way. Yeah. 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 And that dude had a lot of toys. He had a 68 Corvette with a 435 horse, 427. Caterpillar did? Oh, he had toys, man. Yeah. He old had jet boats, man. He had... Caterpillar yeah. <laughs> was looking at my old 33 Chevrolet. I had a 33 Chevrolet five-window coupe that yeah. I drove every day for, what, eight years, I guess. 
An old caterpillar comes over to the house one day and he's got a 32 Chevrolet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, you got to drive this. Blah 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 blah. Well, when I bought that car, it had a it was a quarter mile car, and yeah, I, I streeterized. 33. Yeah. yeah. Very. Well, radical. see, that's one of the stories I want to share too. <laughs> paper out story. Jump up and do it. Yeah. This is a good you time. Ready? Okay. Yeah. So when I was you were about 12, 12, 13, you could start throwing the, the Fort Worth Star So you did a paper route too? Yes. Yeah. Follow Chip off the old brick. Yeah. We, got, we got an allowance growing up. I mean, they raised us to be self-sufficient yeah. and, and, and independent. And, and and he taught us. I'm sure that allowance came with some chores as well. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like my thing was, was the SOS pad and cleaning the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. and, and drag pots and vacuuming and drag our house, <laughs> our house growing up pot. in Hearst had central, a central vacuum system oh shit like where you could sweep it under the counter and it no, would suck no, it no, out no 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 it, 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 each room had a, a plug and you just had a hose and you go to the, that, that bedroom and plug the hose in and it had one central catch yeah unit, yeah yeah unit. Yeah, and when you plug the hose in, in big, you it activated it. And each room had a vacuum. <laughs> so as a kid, with evil Knievel toys and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and bouncy balls and, and, and G.I. Joe things and all that, like I'd have friends over and I'd be like, check this out. Because you could open the door and push the button with your finger and, and it would turn on. And you'd be, like, <laughs> be like, check this out. <laughs> it would suck like a G.I. Joe figure up That in some bitch would suck a tennis ball through a garden hose. I ain't shit. And then he would have to go unclog and uh -huh. clean out the, the catch and all that stuff. It drove him nuts. Uh, yeah, it finally wrecked nuts. it out. With I've the, never even heard of that. I mean, it makes complete central sense. Central vacuum. Yeah, yeah. yeah central vacuum, yeah. yeah. We, we had the only brick house on the block. We but uh, Two-car garage out in the back to park bikes in. Uh, the house before that, we parked bikes in the house because it had a one-car garage. <laughs> and, and my bedroom was uh, the frame room. I had about six or seven rigid frames yeah. in my bedroom. and Because uh, there was no more room out in the garage to put all this shit. Yeah. And Dad had one or two bikes in the living room. And uh, Dad had a friend named Pepsi Phil. had an old purple pan head. He wrapped it around a tree, drag racing Jack Bolton. Who was a Zingaro back then? And uh, old Pepsi Phil, of course, they tore his bike down, and his motor and transmission sat under our kitchen table for about two years while he healed up from that wreck. <laughs> and he was he was one of them outlawed dudes without the patch. But yeah. he was pretty outlawed, <laughs> which I'm not going to get into all that. But <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, I'd skip uh, that part. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was jockey shift pan, you yeah. know, purple. Uh, no sissy bar on the back his old lady had to hold on it was pretty fast back then there was people building some pretty fast panheads and that was one of them mm -hmm. and uh yeah him yeah. and old caterpillar me and old caterpillar used to do uh second gear wheel stand contests oh yeah, yeah. and and that was great fun man you take you were all running jockey shifts and yeah that was before caterpillar switched to a foot shift crammed it up into second gear and wrapped it good and going about 30 miles an hour and you get about a three-foot wheel stand that you've done it <laughs> and, yeah. 
and yeah. uh, great fun, you know. Yeah, I, Caterpillar. I, that's where most of my primary belts go. Yeah, <laughs> Caterpillar built. He built that chopper, and he he wanted a more of a almost stock style bike. He bought a '57 Panhead, and then Dad had a '46 Stroker Knucklehead, and he was eating up all the. It was about 86 inch. He was eating up all the neighborhood sportsters with it. Uh, and, great saw, and Caterpillar wound up with that too. And kind of made it look stock, but it was like fast stock. Nice. Stroker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was jockey shift. It was, well, it was when you had it, it had a mouse trap, but I think he put a tank shift on it. Yeah. And because I remember you speed shifting that mouse trap pretty quick on it. It looked like it was straight out of like one of them mid 60s Roger Corman biker movies that had the pipes like that and the yeah, 60s style. Back. Well, the the one on the bottom kind of came back up and, and the it, yeah, the, yeah, them, uh, they were on the same side, but it was a, that kind of double barrel look mm -hmm. where, where the bottom pipe goes down and then kind of comes back up. Gotcha. And then they both come straight out the back. But uh, the old style shotgun. Shotgun pipe. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to finish my Star Telegram. Yeah. Let's oh, see your, let's Star, see Star Telegram. <laughs> it's not necessarily bike related, well, but it's. We'll, we'll judge it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> dad related yeah. and hot rod related and. 33 Chevrolet related. Yeah, 33 Chevy Coupe. Three, it was three oh, window. Five. 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 Uh, so I was 12, 13, throwing Star Telegram. Me and my buddy Randy that lived a couple of houses up from me that I'm still in contact with, uh, he decided to go with me that day just to kind of keep me company as I'm throwing throwing the paper. And uh, next thing we know, uh, the, these older guys, you know, 18, 19 years old, start chasing us. And, and they were on bicycles too? Uh, no, no, no. They were in a, like a Gremlin or pinto kind of car some kind of hatchback kind of car and they they come flying in and this dude jumps out and grabs me and and me you know i'm not a big dude <coughs> and at 13 i'm like 115 120 pounds you know you're more like 97 <laughs> i was just gonna say that's pretty big at 13 yeah, yeah whatever like whatever i was yeah. and uh he jumps out and grabs me and throws me against the car and starts hassling me and claiming that I beat up his brother who was mentally... On the spectrum? Yeah, mentally... Challenged. Off. Uh, he claimed that I beat him up. And the dude's, you know, twice, three times my size. Tell him about how he described you, how he well, did I'm going to get to that. All right. <laughs> and so they hassle us for a little bit, and he pulls a knife on me, and I talk my way out of it. And we were just around the corner from our house in Hearst that we grew up in. And we, we get away from them and haul ass back to the house. And Shay was out in the front yard doing something. I don't know if he was mowing or what, but we ride up into the front yard and we're like, hey, uh, these guys chasing us, pull the knife on us. <laughs> and about that time, they come flying around the corner and, and being young and dumb, instead of just staying our ass at, in the front yard, 
or going in the house, we take off. And Shay runs in the house and grabs dad, and he's like, hey, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Actually, I, I grabbed mom, and my friend Billy Robinson went chasing that. Billy, boy. yeah. And, uh, Billy. And Billy was kind of tough, or, you know, we were teenagers. But uh, mom yeah, he called was, dad. He was a scrapper. And dad come flying home in his coop. His hot yeah. rod, 33 shoes. And so we, we took off Arm. for whatever damn reason. <laughs> and they caught us yeah. again at that same corner where I got thrown out of the 55 Chevy. <laughs> that it was a gravel driveway leading up to the, the ball fields in the park at the elementary school right behind our house. And they caught us again and had us out again. And about that time, Dad had this hot rod 33 Chevy coupe, and he comes flying around the corner sideways and comes flying up and gets out. And, and I don't know if you had the pistol in your hand or if you just had it kind Back of tucked. Pocket. 38. Tucked. <laughs> but he gets out, and he's like, you need to get the fuck away from my son. <laughs> let him go, or there's going to be... The shit will hit the fan. Yeah, the, the shit will hit, hit the fan. And so they kind of let go. And, and <laughs> that loud-ass coop brought kind of a crowd from the neighborhood yeah. of the houses on that corner. What the hell is this guy And they kind of... They <laughs> kinda, I looked around and they're filling the bleachers up, you know? Yeah, they, they, they kind of formed a circle around us. And, uh, and, and somebody called the cops because eventually the cops showed up. Yeah. And they're like, all right, what's going on? And I was just like, I don't know. We were throwing the star telegram, and next thing I know, these guys are chasing me and pulling a knife they on me. They want to know and, how Billy Robinson got involved because they knew Billy. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was like, I don't know. We're just trying to get away from them. And he's like, well, this, this kid, you know, beat up my retarded brother for lack of a better term, uh, beat up my brother and all that. And he, they're like, okay, well, tell us about it. And he's like, well, it was a little toe-headed, white-haired kid uh, in a camouflage shirt and blue jeans. And Dad looked around the circle of people that had picked up. And he's like, okay, there's one. Looks just like that description. There's one looks just like that description. Could it be that kid who looks just like that description? There was like four or five kids around there that looked the same way, and the cop was finally like, "Y'all, y'all go home." Yeah, <laughs> y'all go, go home. home. Yeah. And then the other, the only other thing I had in mind that I wanted to share was the 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 milk jug of gasoline. Did you drink it? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. So growing Thought up, it was cool. It, it was back when gas was really good, and it looked kind of orange. <laughs> and it, in a jug, it looked so like growing up, you buy a gallon milk jug, <laughs> and when we emptied it, we'd wash it out, and we would make Kool Aid in it. Yeah. It could be red, it could be orange, it could be green. Yeah. This and that, and so I, as a little kid, walk out in the garage one night while he's working on bikes, and. I see this, you know, half full milk jug of orangish liquid liquid that I thought was Kool-Aid. And I get it and I Lay tip it, right. it back. You take a sip. Yeah, he took a gurgle. Because it, I, I got a few gulps in before I realized like this doesn't taste right. Yeah. And I stopped, hey dude, and it, it 
it messed me up for a couple of days. Yeah. Like I was eating toast and drinking I watched milk, him drinking and it, and I went and got stuff. dad. I was like, Dad, oh, I, my God. I think he's really not good here. <laughs> you know, because the jug was laying right in the middle. Of, let him smoke. <clears throat> the 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 jug's laying right in the middle of the garage floor, and he walks over there just like, oh, there's Kool Aid laying in the garage floor. <laughs> In a, in a gallon milk jug, that's, that's a hell of a good place to keep some Kool-Aid, I guess. You know, when you're young, <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. looks like Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even gasoline. Did you yeah. tell him about Harley D. Crow? No, I was fixing to mention Harley D. Crow. Harley D. Crow? Yeah, a crow fell out of a nest. Uh, at Ernie's and, house. At Ernie's house, and Ernie said, hey, you want a pet crow? And he had a crow called Caw. And mm-hmm. it was, which was cool, you know. That's the noise crows so I, make. I went and got Harley D. Crow and uh, brought him home, and Pam took him to work with her and fed him with a bottle and uh, eyedropper. And we raised Harley D. to be a fine, upstanding crow. <laughs> and no shit. He, he, lived he in nested and lived in a, in a tree out tall, there. tall cottonwood tree out in our backyard. But would come down and hang out? Yeah, and, and I got to missing stuff like small tools like feeler gauges and small screwdrivers. And small shiny sockets. Small shiny sockets and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. And finally I watched old Harley until he nested somewhere and I found his stash. And there's all my damn tools. He's sticking them in his nest. He's building <laughs> yeah. his own shop. He, is, he was gathering his own yeah. shit for his own heart. Like we had to go up yeah. the tree and receive, you know, uh, uh, recovered Barter with dad's him. tools. Yeah. <laughs> Old Harley D. Crow, he finally expired. He, he got to where he was real protective of the house. And he got to attacking the, the postal delivery person. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for some reason, Harley D disappeared after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just, with us for a couple of years. I, I, I just remember when he came in the house one day and was flying around the living room, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he flew up into the ceiling fan, and he went like two or three rotations, and it just threw him into the wall. Yeah, he got flung. Oh, my God. He got flung. It kind of made his attitude poor. <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> I had a pet squirrel for a while. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, that was. Fun. Terry Shanks has got got his. Yeah. Have you seen his videos of yeah. that? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they are they are easily domesticated. Right. I mean, most animals are if you get them at the right stage, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. they don't know nothing else. Most of them are, you know, more than likely going to go wild at a certain age. But hell, I came up here one night and old dances. Let's jump in the gator, and uh, it's okay. And he hands me a damn, what was it, a thirty out six or something? Maybe. And uh, about right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hands me this rifle and says, "Here, hold on to this." And and I said, "Well, where where are we going?" He said, "Well, back on the back acreage back here, we'll blast the shit out of some pigs." Remember? Yeah. That? <laughs> oh, you, you get yeah, the wild, we had you get pigs wild pigs one, here. One time, it was like yeah. eight nine years ago. It's when I first met you. Yeah. They were tearing up the pasture over here, uh, you know. And every once in a while, the uncle would call. He'd be like, "They're out there, fucking go get them." It was only like maybe I don't know a month stretch of time. I mean, they fucking tore some shit up in that month. Uh, yeah, I'd come up here to get a part or something. Yeah. And well, uh, when you get the call, yeah, you know how that farm work is. 
you know. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't wait on nothing. You know? I came up and I said, Dan, I needed the lower rats and frats for a duck's ass to fit my bike. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got three of them here, you know, so. I, <laughs> lower I, rats and frats. Yeah, so I came charging up and Dan says, here, hold this. And I said, okay. And uh, he says, let's go over here. We'll ride around, blast the shit out of these pigs. I don't think we saw any, did we? We didn't see a one. I don't think we saw that night. Tell him about... Um, if I remember correctly, uh, when Ernie fell off the back of his Triumph hill climber and <laughs> ripped ripped his nutsack, ripped his nutsack. Ooh, open. That, oh my god! That, that was horrible. It, Knobby tire. It hurt him. It did. <laughs> did not have a fender on it. No, he no. didn't run. It, it, most of his hill climbers. Now the 800 had a rear fender because he made that one street legal because we went to Colorado. But all of his other hill climbers had old pre-unit frames. So it didn't have that fender hoop that went all the way around. So he just took the fender off and he would run a, a chopper Cobra seat and it would kind of go about halfway over the back tire yeah. and keep some of the mud off of you. That's about it. And that's it. That and so, saved, <laughs> saved weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, no I headlights. The, they were mag fires. he lost his nutsack. The only wires Man. on the whole bike were the plug wires. Yeah, that was it. Was Maybe. that was that, like at, that uh, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was that at the trails on three sixty? Yeah, he had a five hundred. Did he? No, had an old pre-unit uh, five hundred, and that yeah, was his was. main hill climber. Where that big hill was at? He on had a six fifty that Dad used to ride. Yeah, we got to go one at a time. Oh, okay. It's hard to listen when you got three people talking. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> no sweat. So and the he, three that reminds me though, the trails at three sixty. I mean, that was something when I was growing up that was like on the way out. Yeah. But I imagine that that was like a it, pretty hot spot when you oh, were. Oh, we used oh, to yeah. ride there all the time. That in Marshall Creek. Do you remember that giant fucking treehouse they had with this, the, the swing, the uh, zip line, uh, and the grocery cart that was like 300 yards long? I think we were there ahead of that. Yeah, yeah right. I think yeah. that was that before was our That's time. probably one of the reasons it got. That was a crazy. It's like a, you would climb like a seven story treehouse. It wasn't even a treehouse, it was just like. Platforms and stairs. Yeah, and you get to the top and you you get inside a golf course. Was this after wow. it quit becoming a dirt bike place and was kind of like a four wheeler yeah. mud yeah. mudden yeah. kind yeah. of it was like place? Everything. Yeah, that's yeah. that's way after our time. Yeah, yeah this yeah. was all motorcycles when we were. We out started there. riding out there when Jerry Churchwell and Tiny were. We know. I mean, before riding dirt bikes. You know, it's, it hasn't been that long that people even have big trucks to go do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And then there wasn't hardly any four wheelers. Like if you were doing off road shit. Yeah, it was all motorcycles until all like the '80s. Really, there was it was dirt bikes. You know, yeah, like there, it was dirt even bikes. people that did have off road trucks, they weren't like out joyriding and like. You know, just playing around recreationally. Our, our dirt bike days were 70s and 80s. Yeah. Because yeah. Dad got rid of all of his Harley stuff before I graduated high school, and that was in 88. 88. So he he had to make some changes to get by for a while. Yeah, and didn't ride for, I don't know, about 20 10, years. No, about no, 12. It was 12? Yeah. About 12 years. Yeah, and I bought that 93 soft tail. That red one? Yeah. Yeah. And then I I rode it for about a year and a half and just decimated the Blew engine it in it. Decimated. An Evo? Yep, yeah, killed it deader than shit. Greg and, just got him a 91 Softail. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Anyway, it, it was just one of those things. Damn, uh, 
cam, cam roller came apart. And, uh, oh, those plastic cam rollers? No, they're metal. They were metal? Yeah, this is Evo. This oh, yeah. But anyway, it destroyed the whole thing. And one of the <clears> things <throat> is, is I, I rode it home. I was in Galveston when that shit happened. I said, well, clunk, 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 here we go, you know, and uh, I'll rebuild it when I get to the house. Yeah. So anyway, I, they made me such a good deal on my old soft tail that I just traded it in, and it, it was a wash. It, it I broke even on it. Bullshit. After you rebuilt it? No. You traded I, it in like that? I traded it in like that. And that was when Harley had that uh, $2,800 replacement engine program. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I went over to Texas Harley-Davidson out in Bedford and uh, said, here's what I got. This is destroyed. It needs an entire engine. And uh, guy said, ah, oh, hell, no sweat. We'll just order one from the factory. We'll give you... Uh, I think $3,500 for the bike, which the bike was in excellent condition. Shit. Except I mean, that's for about the what they're worth right now. Yeah. And, but it was clean. It was clean as a pen. And, yeah. and uh, I said, well, what are you doing? Marking up the uh, other bike over here I'm looking at? And he said, nope. He said, I'll sell you a brand spanking new soft tail. And they were unloading the O10s out in the parking lot while I was standing there. He said, we got to make room for those out there. He said, I'll make you a hell of a deal. So I did. I bought that brand spanking new motorcycle, the only one I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. brand was that new. Blackie? Uh, that yeah. was, yeah, my old soft tail. The old nine. And uh, that turned out to be one hell of a bike. You hit 300 on it, didn't you? Uh, 300, no, I hit uh, 170,000 on that one. I put 300,000 oh, on Oh, yeah, yeah. On I, the Next on the, I, no, I put three hundred thousand on a knucklehead. I drove it for twenty years. Yeah, and uh, you put that, but that uh, twin cam, you put more than one hundred and fifty on it, didn't you? One hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy. I was thinking you got to two hundred or. Mm. I remember one hundred and fifty. It was just broke in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw oh, yeah. it crank over one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it was. And I think we were riding out by. Mineral Wells out uh, Highway 14, yeah. and we rode by that canoe place, and we stopped in there, and uh, you said, I, or I told you, I said, hey, man, this thing just banged over 150,000 miles. Look at this. Fucking lie. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you take the cam chest apart like at 120 or something? Just to 107. 107. I, I yeah. took the cam chest apart, and... Uh, Looked around in there, put new cam bearings in it, mm -hmm. and put it all back together. Oh, and I had a new set of cams. Somebody had given me a set of cams. and Just were, with the same lifters, though? Yeah. No, I replaced the lifters, too. Yeah. But uh, that's all I ever did to that bike. Lots of oil changes and lots of fucking, what's that cleaning stuff you use, the green stuff? Simple, simple green. Simple green, lots yeah. of, how many bottles of simple green you use on that motherfucker? Eight dozen. <laughs> oh, more than that. Yeah, quite a bit. I just opened well, a fresh eight bottle. Dozen, eight dozen is probably right. I just opened a fresh bottle of that shit yesterday. I believe it. <laughs> You're a fucking believer in that stuff, dude. I mean, and it works good. It does work good. And a, and a friend of mine called me up the other day and he said, hey, man, have you tried Lucas? Uh, 
spray mist, waxy stuff. Yeah. And I said, no. And he, he said, I did my Model A with that. He's got an old Model A mm -hmm. that is probably original paint. Oh, shit. It, it's dull as hell, but uh, he said, my Model A shines like a diamond in a goat's ass. And uh, he said, you got to try some of this shit. So I did. I squirted some on it. And if you go out there and look at my dresser. Uh, it's shining from it, here? It's nice. It, it's right slick. off the moon? That and the, <laughs> the bugs wipe right off of it. Really? Yeah, it's real yeah. slick. Finish. Is it silicone based? I don't know. Because hmm. I, I, I used to use... I forgot what it was called. When I was race, racing dirt bikes, I used to use this stuff called like SC1 or something, but it was a silicone-based yeah. thing. Spray, it's like a pre-cleaner? Yeah, you, you spray it like on the underside of your fenders and stuff like that where mud and yeah, dirt would, would, would cake up and all that, and it just kind of falls off. You know what they do in South America? Hmm. When you get your bike clean. Goat's they have, blood? They have like this mix of like... <laughs> antifreeze and fucking coolant and just shit. They just spray your whole bike down with it. Wow. Keep the salt water from corroding stuff. And it's just like a fucking oil coating on everything. So what is what is what road. has been one of your favorite little jaunts and trips? Oh man, I don't Pick know. one. Pick one. Pick a couple. This year? This year my trip to Sturgis was awesome. Fuck my trip through Mexico was awesome. You know, they're all different, you know, like they're, you know, riding the chopper with the fucking boys through Mexico is wild yeah. as fuck, you know. It's yeah, like I watch those. Crossing a river at the bottom of Copper Canyon on the chopper, that's fucking, yeah. That's good shit. Me and Greg rode through a river in Arkansas one time. Yeah, going to Ernie's? Yeah. Going to Ernie's. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he says, man, I don't know about this. And I said, ah, hell, follow me. And I, I took off on my old soft tail and just went blasting through that river and and bouncing off the bouncing rocks. off of rocks <laughs> it's full of round rocks. Yeah, river rocks. Yeah, it's a river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, he followed it, me over. It, it it brought all my motocross racing skills into, into play. <laughs> yeah. Now was Ernie the dude whose fucking uh, the bottoms of his jugs broke off? And you guys crammed a piece of wood in between. That was Wild Bill. That was Wild, Wild Bill. Bill. That was Knuckle, on a knucklehead. knucklehead. That was a knucklehead. Yellow yeah. knucklehead. Took a piece of wood and wedged it. the rear head down uh, to hold it on. To hold it on. And rode it all the way home. That, that shit happened. And that up, was in Arkansas too, right? It was Missouri in or Arkansas. Arkansas, Missouri, or Oklahoma, up in that part of the world. Yeah. Somewhere we were a long way from home. Yeah. They were all running little gas tanks then. Well, no, remember you said you stopped at a fucking gas station and they had a fucking Harley jug at the gas station. That was Ernie's panhead. Oh, that, really? That was yeah. a cylinder yeah. head. <laughs> we're, we're riding along and we rode all the way to Toad Suck, Arkansas. <laughs> I don't know if you know where Toad Suck is right at. Right there underneath bullfrog's butt yeah and, and <laughs> next to armpit junction you know okay. anyway it's all the way on the other side of arkansas <laughs> and we rode around in there and old Ernie's bike started running bad and the rear cylinder just dropped off the face of the earth there and uh, no compression pulled the plug out and it wouldn't even blow your thumb off the spark plug hole yeah, right. <laughs> rode all the way across the whole state on one cylinder and we pulled into 
Harrison, I think it was. Yeah, Harris, Harrison, Arkansas is a spot. I featured a shop out of there. Yeah. We stopped at, this is about 1973. Early 70s. Yeah. 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 And we pulled in there, and Ernie says, man, I need a rear head. Yeah. And this guy says, well, I got a pair of pan heads here, but I won't split them. You got to buy them both. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, he had two of them. He said, I'll take 50 <laughs> bucks for it. And Ernie gave him $50, and we walked out of there with two pan heads. That was a lot of money back then. You ain't shitting it was. <laughs> it's still yeah. a gas station with pan heads. Yeah. Anyway, we went out in the parking lot and wrenched his rear head off, and sure enough, the valve guide had galled into the stem and uh, just stuck that valve. Mm -hmm. And then the piston hit it and bent the shit out of it. But fortunately, it didn't hurt the piston. Wow. Yeah. Just knocked a ding in it. Yeah. And uh, we bolted that rear head on there, stuck the other one in the saddlebag, stuck the broke one in the other saddlebag, and headed to the house. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just shit that you do, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, he, and his engine cases, he had to weld his engine cases, Healy arc them back together. And he never did split the cases again after that. I mean, he literally had to weld the cases together. But that was when his pan head was about... Uh, like welded the two halves together? Yeah, because the broke pieces he had to weld back in, but he wound up welding the cases together in that process. If I remember right, it was right under the oil scraper uh, on the thing on the rear, rear, rear motor mount. mount. Yeah. And that pan head was 90 over... Well, that, Ernie's the guy you say he would fucking, you know, he was good machine work for people, but once you got to 70 over, you know, you're like, you need to start over. <laughs> and he would run them 70, 80, 90, 100. whatever the hell he needed to. Yeah. They were pretty thin. Yeah. yeah they were pretty thin. <laughs> That's when the, the piston rings are fucking flapping off the cylinder yeah. fins, right? That, yeah. and every time the spark plug fires, you can see it through the damn cylinder. I mean. <laughs> but back when Dad was running around. I may exaggerate a little. While, <laughs> while Bill and Jim Duncan, they were all running little gas tanks. Dad was running a Sportster tank. And you had a Sportster tank? Yeah, for about three years. Was Jim Duncan the one that lived off of Randall Mill? No, that's Jim Ingram. Jim, Jim Duncan Ingram. is okay. early okay. 70s, mid-70s. He he had a pan head with a Springer like that one. That he built the Springer from scratch. <coughs> oh, wow. And uh, he was a machinist. He had the upsweep. Fishtail pie. I sent you pictures of it. It had yeah. the coffin gas tank, the Z bars. Yeah. And that was that. That was Jim Duncan. Okay. That was the early 70s, mostly up into the mid 70s. And real long blonde hair. Real long blonde hair. Yeah. I wanted to grow up and be like him. I used to tell the teacher that they, they'd be like going around the room asking, what are you kids going to do when you grow up? And I said, I'm going to be like Jim Duncan. I'm going to have a black pan head <laughs> and it's going to be loud. <laughs> And I'm gonna have long hair, and <laughs> and the teachers were concerned. They'd be calling mom, telling yeah. them I'm saying all this shit. You yeah. know? She's like, oh, and, uh, he wants to be like Mr. Duncan. That's good. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, that's a good role model. I don't think she really wanted me to be like Jim Duncan. <laughs> uh, he used to mow peace signs in his front yard. I mean, yeah. this dude was a real deal old hippie. Gotcha. And but he went he mowed then. But he's uh, a machinist. Yeah, he worked at Andy's for several years. Okay. And uh, so did Wild Bill. Yeah, that was early 70s. Well, yeah, tell me about the history of the motorcycle shops in Fort Worth. Like, what was the first motorcycle shop in DFW that you remember? 
Carlton's BSA and uh, Lancaster uh, and the uh, Triumph the Shop. One on Lancaster. That was that uh, Ernie worked at. That's well, Andy's. that was Andy's. Yeah. Andy's. Andy's. And. and uh, 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 now, was this Chandler's, a dealership or was this just a shop? Just, just an independent outlaw shop. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh, Andy Worley ran that. And he, of course, he'd been an old writer for years. He's about 10 years older than I am. Uh, he's dead now. But uh, anyway, uh, Andy's was the first really good chopper shop. Yeah. 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 yeah, they did a lot of machine work. And Ernie and Tomcat were the head machinists, but. You know, they had Wild Bill there for a while and, and Jim Duncan. And uh, uh, there was Michael Papascar's place over on 199, you know. And, and when was Andy's? Uh, it was uh, 60s. Late know, 60s. Call it 1968. Late you know. 60s all the way through about 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah they were still open. When I was on Lancaster. And then that's pretty much where all that stuff from Chopper Supply came from Andy's, right? Uh, I don't know. Sure I don't know where Kenny got that stuff from. Sure I, don't, I thought he stuff. bought out the, the Browns. Now, Browns is still in business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of, I bet a lot of it came from Andy's. Butch wound up pretty with sure. some of Andy's machine shop tools. That's true. But, uh, yeah, there was some... I'm sure there was some stuff stashed there at Andy's. Well, and I mean, where, did, where did Caterpillar's bike come from? Was Caterpillar, it Caterpillar's house. Caterpillar built bikes from. Was the that the up. one that really? was at yeah. Chopper Supply? Yeah, yeah that brown one. That Caterpillar. was the one that was yeah. up on yeah. the yeah. on top of the bathroom. Caterpillar, yeah, yeah the yeah. one with the girder front end yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah, handlebars yeah. with the hole slots in them. Yeah, I can't really describe them, but. Yeah. Uh, and it was a jockey shift when he first built it until he ran over that guy that was drunk on 199. They walked out in front of him. I don't know about and that. Then he put a foot. I got to tell on you it. about that. This is uh, interesting. Yeah. We were playing a lot of music up and down the Jacksboro Highway, you know. 199. Yep. And uh, now, were you guys doing this on your bikes when you guys were playing? Most no, of the time, we were hauling equipment. They had yeah. all equipment. But even so, you ended up with a bunch of people on bikes that came out to support you. Yeah. Yeah. Old Caterpillar's blasting down 199, and this drunk bastard steps off the median and hits the front end of Caterpillar's real long girder front end, slides right up, knocks the headlight off, damn near decapitated Caterpillar, hit him right in the head as he came through the handlebars there. And, uh, and, uh, and laid there in the damn highway. So the cops come along and they arrest Caterpillar for running over this guy. And they told Caterpillar, Caterpillar was in jail for about a month. And uh, mm -hmm. they kept him in there and they said, if that son of a bitch dies, you're, you're going up for manslaughter. manslaughter. Right. And, uh, hmm. and the guy lived. Thank God. No yeah. fucking way. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way. Some wino. And yeah. so they, it was blatantly <laughs> obvious that that guy was drunk. Yeah. yeah. And yet it's call it Caterpillar's fault because he's riding his bike down the road. Well, they, 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 they were out. They were outlaws. Yeah. Uh, what, wasn't wasn't that like in yeah. Samson Park or some godforsaken place? It like was that? in oh, Samson. That's still yeah. a problem. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go down yeah. there and park. Yeah. They yeah. had they had tattoos. And they did not like bikers in Samson Park. They still don't. Yeah. They still don't. I quit playing music down there. One night we were in the 
playing the sky skyliner skyline sky something uh, beer joint and and I was making what fifty seventy five dollars a night playing and uh, enough for a set of panheads at a gas station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good pay, well, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't bad at the time. Yeah, that's not bad. Actually, Dad had a stash of panheads. He probably had about three or four sets stashed at all times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kept a few laying around. Uh -huh. yeah. Anyway, we we're playing down there one night and and big fight broke out in this bar and. Uh, uh, just the shit hit the fan. There's beer mugs flying everywhere and pitchers and people beating the shit out of each other. And I'm up there trying to protect my instruments uh, up on this stage. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I, I'm back there leaning over my amp and I feel this tap on the shoulder. And I look around, there's this damn Sansom Park cop standing there. He's, he must have been eight feet tall. Biggest cop I ever saw on in my stage. life. Yeah, and he grabs me, and I said, "Look, man, we're just the band. Everybody in here is going to jail." And so everybody in there went to jail. <laughs> yeah, and so I bailed myself out. You know, you go in one door and you pay this guy, and you go out the other door, and they divvy up their bucks. They don't them. make it that easy these days no. anymore. Yeah, it, back then they just yeah. wanted to. You see got a, you got to phone a friend. That'll, that'll be a $60 fine, and you don't get no receipt or nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you just go out the other door and yeah. thumb a ride back Sounds to Sounds like Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was yeah. Sansom yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's right there by the north side. Yeah. Anyway, it was pretty, pretty wild. But, uh, what, did, what about that night you had a fight break out at one of the gigs and Tiny took care of it? That was oh. Tiny and Jerry Churchwell and Bill yeah. Mosley. The knife night? Yeah. yeah, I was in there playing, and and uh, I came out, and I, I was smoking a cigarette out in the parking lot. We're fixing to do that. Yep. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, I, I walked out of there, and, and this guy gave me a blast of shit for something. I said, hey, you know, screw you. Who's down the parking lot jacking with you? Blow it out your ass. And Tiny, this son of a bitch whips out his, his buck knife. That's Tiny, too? No, it, Tiny was right behind him. Oh, the guy, the guy talking the shit whips out the knife. Yeah. Okay. He whips out the knife, and Tiny says, you son of a bitch, you're, you're going to cut my friend Bill with that. <laughs> By God, you ain't gonna do that. And he reaches over and he just breaks this guy's arm. No shit. Yeah. Knife hits the hits the dirt. Yeah. And this guy's arm is all tweaked, you know. And Tiny, that pisses me off. And he hits this son of a bitch. And this guy hit the ground. And Tiny, of course, Tiny weighed 350, 400 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Uh, starts dancing on his face. Yeah, <laughs> and this guy healthy. ain't never Tiny gonna look healthy. like a human being again. You yeah. know, God, he yeah. did. He stomped the skin right yeah. off of him, and he lived with us for a while. Yeah, I told Tiny. I said, Tiny, Tiny, don't kill it. Deathly scared of mice. Yep. Tiny is. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that, that was funny. I don't like rats either. <laughs> but right. anyway, old Tiny almost killed that bastard. Yeah. yeah. But I quit playing music on Jacksboro Highway. It wasn't worth it. Right. I mean, they've always had some fucking raunchy beer joints all the way down it. When I was a kid, we used to sneak out, me and old Tommy Shell, we'd get on our Cushman Eagles. The paper delivery bikes? Yeah. And old Cushman, 
if we'd sneak over to the Skyliner Ballroom right there at the corner of Jacksboro Highway and River Oaks Boulevard, <laughs> big, great big beer joint, and Jimmy Reed played in there. And that was the first thing I learned how to play on guitar was old Jimmy Reed blues. Really? And Jimmy Reed was a heroin addict. He'd, he'd uh, uh, get all messed up and he kept a bucket right there on stage and he'd just uh -huh. lean over oh, and well, puke in it every once in a while. <laughs> and his wife <laughs> sat behind him. I had a good childhood. I really did. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his wife sat behind him and, and spoke the words in his ear. And if, if you listen to Got Me Running, Got me high, you can hear his wife in the background telling him the words. Oh my gosh. That's the first thing I ever learned how to play. Got me shooting him up too while she's back there. Got me high. Yeah, me and old Tommy used to sneak out whenever Jimmy Reed was there. And we'd ride our old Cushman's over there and watch Jimmy Reed. Did you sneak right in or what? Yeah. Yeah, we snuck in the back door. Did your family ever take you snipe hunting? Yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah. did that to us back in the day. That was at Jim yeah. Ingram's place. Yeah. It's pretty much yeah. mandatory. I've already done it to my kids. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, it yeah. is a rite of yeah. passage. Right before you eat all the mess. <laughs> right. Ah, oh, shit. That's great fun. Uh, Y'all had a great childhood. Yeah, I, it was I, pretty interesting. I kind of, <laughs> we've, we've had this talk, but I, I kind of resented it for a while because I wasn't, you know, like my other friends, had, their families had a little more money and they had a little more freedom and this and that. And, but looking back, I, I, what was I like 26 or something? I think when we had this talk where I was just like, you know what? I appreciate yeah. it's way the way you I raised ever me. Gave you Cause I look at my friends now yeah. and half of them are dead. Yeah. Half I had of a, them have OD'd I had that and half of them can't dad. even change a flat tire or fix anything yeah, in their right. house. Yeah. They have no skills. Yeah. I had about, you know, about three or four nights of the week there was, it wasn't unusual for anywhere from three to six choppers to be parked out in our front yard. <laughs> and all the other people all up and down the street did not have choppers parked in their yard except us. And, and you know, so I knew I was different than all the other kids growing <laughs> up. Yeah. But, you know, mom and dad weren't into drugs. They knew some people that were and dabbled, yeah. this and that, but they didn't do it at our house. Kept no. And, and uh, but, you know, so I well, wasn't- they didn't right, do I it at all. Yeah. No, they never, they didn't. Well, I mean, they it. also kept the people that might be doing it, not doing it at the house. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but uh, some of them just drank a lot. Some of them drank quite a bit, more than others. But, I can't imagine uh, your dad on a bunch of Dr. Pepper and whiskey. Was Dr. <laughs> Pepper and Crowns what you used to like to drink? Uh, I was Coke. drinking Coke and... Uh, Crown. Uh, or, uh, uh, what's the name J.B. Wellers or Seagram's. Yeah, Wellers. Yeah, Wellers, yeah. and Dad and Bodine used to drink uh, a lot of mixed drinks. Oh, Bodine, we haven't talked about Bodine. Yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah, Bodine. Where's Bodine at right now? He's, he's at over home. Uh, at home. Uh, he, you know, he don't live far from. Yeah, us. he's on. He's in Weatherford, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's keeping kind of a low profile. Yeah, we yeah. went and had lunch the other day. Mm -hmm. That was good. We need what was, what was he riding around on back in the day? Shovelhead. Shovelhead. Jockey shift. 
Those are the best. The, he the still best. has that shovel head. He still, does he really? Yeah. Called it the buffalo. The buffalo. The buffalo. It had a stock length front end on it and that big cow headlight. It did. It looked like a buffalo. Uh -huh. He started out riding a... So what, like the early 81? Uh, now this uh, was a 70... It's 71. 71. 71. But he got the bike in the mid-70s. It had belonged to his brother. And when he first started riding uh, Harleys, he had a 67 Kickstart Sportster with a kicked out narrow glide on it, about 10, 12 over. He still got that bike too. Nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He does. Wow. The Convict. It's called Convict. Convict. Yeah. <laughs> Rigid frame. Yeah, he's sitting there in his garage next to a three-wheel Cushman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, was it, I don't know if it was a Cushman or something like that, but it had just big old fat tires on it. It yeah. looked like the bike would stand up on its own. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I rode old Cushman for years. I, I've he used to throw papers on the Cushman. Yeah. yeah. Hell, I was yeah. about 12 years old. Yeah. And uh, about the same age you started, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, motorcycles have been an integral part of uh, everything, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They still are. I mean, that's how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. You had, I, you had I, a bike parked out in front of your house. I was out back. Uh, Working on that bike, and I, I think there was another one parked yeah, out front. Yeah, I think you had the bagger that he ended up getting. Yeah. That Ultra? Yeah, that was parked out front. Yeah. And yeah. I think Bill yeah. or Greg was maybe looking for something. And well, when I when I was racing dirt bikes, I broke my neck and herniated a disc and ended up with a, a plate in my neck and a, and a fake disc. And I, I, I had that 06 soft tail standard at the time with no windbreak. Mm -hmm. And if I rode 150, 200 miles, 300 miles or whatever, dude, my neck yeah. was just killing me. And I, I, I was talking to dad and I was just like, I, I, I gotta get some kind of windbreak and all that. And he's like, what about that Ultra? And I was like, eh, yeah, I still owe a couple of grand on the yeah. soft tail. And of course him owning a dealership back in the, one of the first yeah, dealerships. You know, he's like, well, they do a, a, a swappy dealership refi, swappy fixy, swappy fixy thing, and all that. So, so that's what we went and did, and I ended up with that Ultra, and I rode that thing for seven or eight years. Old Dan come putting down tin top on his old uh, soft tail. Mm -hmm. Well, the damn guitar is sticking out of the saddlebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were a road musician at the time. Uh -huh. Oh, that was like the initial meet? Uh -huh. Yeah. He comes wheeling in and he says, Hi there, I'm Dan. And I said, I didn't say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> What's I probably just said, Hey, who are you? <laughs> I said, Come on in, have a damn. Yeah, he Pepsi. showed me a shop and it's fucking. I see in, you've got in, junk. In the jam room. And I was like, Oh my God, we're going to be friends. Yeah. We're, I already see it. We're gonna, we've got a lot of similar interests here. Yeah. yeah. We live on the same yeah. street. Right on. Next thing I knew, we were pulling valves out of your shovel head. Yeah. 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 yeah before was, that, we went and got the shovel head. That's right. And I wrote it. I was glad to and see you. And you did too. And, and, uh, uh, 
and you bought it. I remember we go over there and you're like, we're like, all right, here's the deal, Dan. If it doesn't start in three fucking kicks, we're leaving. And I'm like, <laughs> come on now. Like, let's not give up that quick. He's like, no, nah, if it don't start in three kicks, something's wrong. And that dude, I can't remember if it was one, two, or three, but it popped off within three kicks. And well, Greg so looked at me. He's like, this will work. My first shovel head, Dad found somewhere up in Joey Quinn up and down here. Yeah. Uh, it was right it across was the street. Yeah. Bar, barn find, straight up old school, buddy seat, caddy. 72 shovel. 72 shovel Full points. Dress. <laughs> uh, everything. Had the Kotex uh, seat on it. Yeah. yeah. You know where the Kotex seat is. That son of bitch is that big old this big well, with, the, with the springs in it. And like, it's about like this a, damn long. It's like a pogo. Yeah. I got one in there. It's, it's like, like a pogo. pogo. The thing. front part of it's that wide. The back part's this wide. Yeah, it's yeah. got a nut rack and on so the back of it. It looks I like ended up, carpet from the 70s. I ended up uh, getting <laughs> it for like three grand. Three grand. And we... Immediately rolled off the gallows. Well, we, we... I don't remember what we did to the carb. If we drain I, the float bowl it. or whatever and just kind of clean it up a little bit real quick and and put in a little bit of fresh fuel. But we rode that thing home. And the only issue we had at that time was the, the brake fluid was so old. By the time we were getting close to his house, it was locking down. Mm -hmm. And so we pull it in the garage and just do like a full service on it and all that yeah, and so i ended up i, I kind of now wish i didn't i wish i would have kept it what it was but i ended up stripping it down and selling off a lot of the stuff and all that and, and making it more streamlined and and this and that and I wrote it, I don't know, for a couple of years, but it used to burn up points all the time. So I had to burn, I had to, to carry. The shovel know. head went through points? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, I watched you burn yeah. them up. Yeah, those the, dust the, coats, the, the, that seal goes the, out, the oil starts getting in yeah, there, and I don't know. The, the, the trouble head, yeah. And so I used to have to go, I'd go to AutoZone and buy like, what was it? Like a 66 C10. Six cylinder Chevrolet points. Six, six, yeah, 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 a set of points. And I'd <laughs> yeah. have to carry extra couple of sets of points. And then of course, dad taught me uh, the cigarette package cellophane yeah. gap trick <laughs> and all that. So I had to keep all that on it. Yeah, now that I got the pan bottom in, it doesn't, I don't go through points like I used to. Well, my second shovel head was a 74, and it had electronic points on it and all that, so I had no issues. In it. And it was kickstart. The, the 72 was strictly electric, but the, the 74 was kick and electric. That uh, soft tail you had was a... Oh, 06. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of that, because you rode that to Daytona Beach. And uh, well, yeah, when we rode there, yeah, yeah, me and him rode to Daytona one year, nice, and uh, that was a great find. It did, uh, it was fun just to set at the local bar at the corner of Asshole and Armpit, the main drag there. It's every corner of Florida, yeah. Well, watch, <laughs> people, watch people get stupid, Dan. Yeah, we ate at every subway shop between here and there except 
when we got into Pensacola. Hey, Bill's not real fun. Were you trying to go out and eat some new food? He's not. I ain't eating that there shit. There ain't no open mind over here. <laughs> when, when we got to Pensacola, I talked him into going to Hooters. <laughs> oh, and then God. I think we maybe had, I don't remember if it was that trip or not, we maybe had Mexican food. One I'm hard-pressed to go to a place <laughs> when I leave town that I can get here in town. Once I leave town, there is no familiar places that I'm going. Unless I've just been there before. But it's not going to be a place that I could eat in Weatherford. Just, just won't be it. Did I ever? I take like Taco the, Puco a lot. Man, uh, I, I like yeah. Subway. That's pretty easy on the stomach. Yeah. I like yeah. street tacos. Oh yeah, no Taco Puco. Pretty much any place has got tacos. And do Taco you like? Puco to do build. you do you like cilantro? Yeah. I don't. It tastes like soap. <laughs> it tastes like soap to me. I like onions. Like you're just eating a bar of soap. I like hot sauce and all that. Cilantro's okay. It it it's a spices thing. You guys are fucking making me hungry now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hell, yeah. come on down to the house. I'll what? shove some food in. Oh, my wife's down there. I'm sure making it right now. Ah. Um. Yeah. So what do we not get? Here, let's stop. We'll uh, smoke a cigarette real quick, and we'll come back in here and wrap it up. All right, all right man. You know, got a big front end. That's probably going to break out correctly yeah. because, you know, they didn't know. Yeah, it, that's what happened to Mike the lawyer, actually. And, really? Yeah. yeah. He he couldn't ride very well. Mike was riding. <laughs> really? A, really? Mike Mike had been riding a swing arm shovel head with electric He's start. He's straight laced. There was there was not, you know, really chopped out. It was more stock, and uh, but that pan head, that pan head originally came from Dale Fraley. But Jerry Churchwell got that pan head, the Indian I was talking about, the long hair. And uh, green snakes on the ceiling. Green snakes on the ceiling. <laughs> he, he built that bike the first time red with tribal paint. And that was before people was even into tribal artwork yeah. on motorcycles and cars. Jerry did it. Jerry did it before it was even cool. Yeah. And then he tore that bike down again and painted it metallic blue. And on top of the gas tank said Renegade. And I mean, it was cool, man. <laughs> 12 over wide cool. glide. And I mean, there was this probably one of the shiniest bikes in footwear. Jerry Churchwell, his Oops. bikes were shiny. He built another shovel pan Rich. in my dad's Don garage Rich. too. Don Rich. Don Rich. But uh, Jerry was one of them people that came back from Vietnam and the Easy Rider bug hit him. Cause he'd already owned a couple bikes before he met dad. But uh, he, He's the one that gave Dad the name the Wizard. That, really? That Wizard Jerry Churchwell. Yeah. Jerry Churchwell. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Was Jerry the Was Jerry the Indian? Jerry yeah. was the yeah. Indian. He yeah, was yeah. building a shovel pan, really cool shovel pan chopper for his wife in Dad's garage. And every once in a while, he'd run into a problem, and he's like over there working on stuff, and Dad's over here, but they're in the garage, and he'd go, "Hell!" There was a cartoon on TV. With this turtle, and this turtle would say, "Help, Mr. Wizard." <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but this yeah. is back when I was a kid. Yeah. But Jerry Churchwell would say, "Help, Mr. Wizard," and Dad would go over there and help him out, you know, and fix that shit. And that stuck. And a dude, one another one of them Zingaro cats, gave Dad that tattoo for free. He opened a tattoo shop in Hearst. His name was Adrian. 
Tattoos by you. Oh, by the Cobra Club? By the Cobra that Club. One? Oh. And the fire oh. department. Okay. Right. Dad got one of the first tattoos out of that shop. Right there. And that's when he yeah. had the scooter barn. He had a shop called the Scooter Barn on Highway 10. Red-headed guy. Uh, if I remember right. Wizard had a shop called the Scooter Barn? Wizard had a shop called the Scooter Barn before Bill's Custom Cycles, which <clears throat> uh, had a falling out with his partner. I'll let him talk about that if he wants to. But... That was he was well, an, he was an asshole. Yeah. Dad was also involved <laughs> yeah. in the first sanctioned Harley dealership in Fort Worth, in, yeah. in DFW in Fort Worth, and it was across from the GM plant on Abrams in Arlington. And it was what was it called? Cow that was Cowboy, the, the Harley Davidson, the Harley Davidson Center. Harley Davidson. that sounds terrible. It was on Abrams. It was like it, it, the money guy is the guy that named it. Yeah, yeah. eighty four, eighty five ish. Yeah. That was eighty six. It was like when the when the Sportster eight eighty three just first came out. At the same time the Softail yeah. came out. It was the salt when we had one of the first Softails. The Softails yeah. had been yeah. out for two years. But the Heritage didn't come out till two years of the other. They had the 21-inch front wheel soft tails out in 84. Gotcha. But Dad started that shop in 86 when the Heritage came out. Yeah. So he launched the Heritage out of that and yeah. sold quite a few Heritage. Some of his panhead buddies were wanting Heritage. Yeah. They were so, all two-tone paint. Uh, red and cream. Red and cream. Yep. Every one of them. I worked at Harley Davidson. I don't Davis. know how you remember the story. Well, I mean, I was, fucking got it, dude. I was there, but that was I was too. That was another crook that Dad hooked up with. But the scooter barn, yeah, was the, the, the scooter barn was the dude. first crook that Dad hooked up with, and uh, that guy he what wanted to start it. Started with a G. Glenn Blaze. Oh, he sounds and, like a fucking crook. Yeah. Oh, he wanted to start an outlaw motorcycle club out of Dad's shop. Oh, gosh. Dad said, I ain't being a part of all that bullshit. Yeah, so that that Harley yeah. dealership ended up, if I'm not wrong, ended up being Adam Smith's in Bedford. He bought the franchise. He yeah. bought the... It had the, been the a Harley franchise. dealership before Dad got there, but Harley was just really getting their shit back together. Though. It was mid-cities. Yeah. And yeah, Willie had just taken over, and they're fucking, you know. They've been all, doing it all, Everything years, was up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Evo Motors, they were getting shit figured out with the Evo Motors. Mm -hmm. and uh, But they even improved them the last couple of years of the Shovelhead Motors. The Shovelhead Motors got good again. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. The, well, I know, like, when Willie G bought them back, he sent a bunch of mechanics over to the fucking Honda factories, you know, in Japan. It was like, see what these motherfuckers are doing. Yeah, their bikes were lasting longer, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Quality control was... Tighter tolerances better. and everything. And I remember there. when the Evos first came out and all Dad's panhead and shovelhead buddies, they were like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, this looks like a bunch of Jap shit. And yeah. I remember hearing all that. Yeah. You know, I was only like 14, 15 years old, but I remember it. Hear no uh, Evo, I mean, see no Evo, ride no Evo. <laughs> by the time I was 15 years old, I knew how to build a panhead from the ground up. Yeah. A rigid pan, anyway. It's very simple, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. They were like, "What's all this bullshit?" But the soft tail caught on, and that helped. Move what do you think about that new Highway King they got out now? It's got the two tone paint, the white bags. It's a nice looking vehicle. It's called it a Highway King. Yeah. 
So it's like throwback retro paint. They've done like a different really? paint. Really? No, Two-tone I haven't seen paint. That yet. Yeah. I saw a uh, soft tail painted like that too. Yeah. <clears throat> it was sitting at uh, uh, Horny Toad Harley Davidson. Really? Yeah, yeah, we were riding down south. Is that the one in Temple? Uh, Waco. Waco Temple. Temple, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right in that yeah. area. No. Remember when we stopped in there? Uh-huh. And uh, uh -huh. it, it was a beautiful motorcycle. It's a nice place. Yeah. Dad's second shop was the one that he that he operated the longest and and uh he had some good people working was there. Was that the he one had, off Menace? Yeah, it was off one twenty one and Menace Drive, Costa Beach. Yeah. By Linux air conditioning and uh he had Bodine working there for a few years and JR. JR, which rest in peace. Yeah. Uh JR built his pan here from the ground up. His shovel head got stolen by some assholes and and he built that panhead from the ground up. He kicked on that bike for a week. Dad went out of town, and he almost had the bike ready to start. And uh, he would built yeah, the bikes in his apartments, yeah, and the yeah, apartments yeah, yeah. finally caught on. He He's like, man, I got to get this bike. And Dad said, well, bring your bike over here. <laughs> and he parked it under our awning up in our backyard. And while Dad was out of town, and Mom said, yeah, you can come over here and get the bike running. Well, he, I went out there and watched poor old JR kick on that panhead for a week, man. <laughs> and uh, and he was stumped, and it turned out Dad, the wizard, he comes home from his trip, and he looks at that, and Jr. had one of the, he had the black coal with the with the two prongs facing towards the motor. It wasn't yeah. an early style six volt coal. And <coughs> it had two damn hose clamps holding that coal to the seat post instead of a coal bracket. And Dad walked up, and he saw that, and he pointed at it, and he said, that ain't going to work. Was it grinding out? And Dad said, here, have a fucking coil bracket. <laughs> and, a and I shit you not, the bike fired <clears throat> right up, man. I mean, Was it, it grinding out? I don't Is know you, what, what it was, it? but Dad looked at it and said, that ain't going to work. I was standing there. He grounded there. the terminal against the seat post, I think. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It'll but jump if they're hot. <laughs> My bike wasn't running good in the rain, and it was just because those plug wires would get wet, and they'd fucking jump. They'd be fucking sending spark everywhere but the cylinder. Right. My old dresser out, out here in your driveway, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I bought a new radio for that when I bought that bike. Yep. And I wanted CD player and all that shit. And I took it over to the guy that is the contractor that puts all these Harley radios in over in Grand Prairie. Yeah, perfect. And I took it over there, and it ate a speaker, and I took it back, warranty repair. Mm -hmm. And week before last, the whole radio just cratered. It just quit, you know. And I thought, oh, this sucks. And... and uh, yeah, what's the point in having a dresser if you can't jam out? Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. Garbage wagon has to have garbage on it. Yeah. It's got to have garbage. I mean, if you're going to yeah. Sturgis, there's nothing better than listening to, like, social distortion riding through the black hills. Well, hell, you know? I rode in here with Rolling uh, Stones. Yeah. And, yeah, I like yeah. Stones. We were just cooking right or, on the air. Stray cats or something like that. Dan's yeah. driveway. Anyway, I carried it back over there last Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, a cat looked in there and he says, Probes around with his meter for a minute, and he says, "You're right. This son of a bitch is dead." Yeah. And uh, so he took my Kenwood out of there and put a JVC in it, which is another cut up. And uh, man, it's barking right along. I'm sure you heard it. I, I did. I did. So <laughs> my garbage wagon's back with garbage. Now uh, you were talking about a trip a minute ago where you went up to Utah. 
Oh, yeah. When was this? That was in 2013, yep. 14, something like that. Who'd you do that with? Was Ju Judy, Judy? Judy yeah. Dobbs. Judy. Yeah. That's right. And was that the one that went through Roswell and New Mexico and all that? You went by the studio? No, uh, I didn't make it by the studio that time. I, that was a trip before that. Oh, okay. But uh, the Norman Petty Studio. Yeah, you got a tour, didn't you? I did. I happened to go rolling through uh, Clovis, New Mexico, uh -huh. and uh, I looked over and the door was open and there was a car parked there. And I went in there. Now, why Just, is this studio, tell the people why this is, you know. It's where Buddy Holly made all his good uh, recordings at. Yeah. Norman Petty Studio. Roar Orbison. Is it, is it in recording. Lubbock? Clovis, New Mexico. Clovis, New Mexico. Not, not far? Not far from Lubbock. Okay, okay. And uh, so I looked in there and I thought, I, I bet there's somebody in there. Mm -hmm. So I pulled my old bike in there. I was by myself on this one, just out for a two-day ride just for the hell of it. And uh, I pulled my old bike up there, walked in the door, knocked on the doors I went through, and Vi Petty was in there, Norman Petty's wife. And she's the one that played all that uh, uh, piano music and stuff on Buddy Holly's stuff. Really? She's the one that played? Yep. She is the actual one on the records. And... She says, hi, what can I do for you? And I said, I enjoy Buddy Holly. I play music. I play a lot of Buddy Holly stuff. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'll give you a tour of the place. That's so cool. That That's is so, so cool. cool. Dwayne Eddy recorded in there, you know, the guitar player. Okay. And uh, she says, you know, I ever wonder how Dwayne Eddy got that real deep, echoey sound? And I said, yeah, I wonder how he did it. She said, come on. We walked out the back door, and there's a big old abandoned tank out there <laughs> no way yeah way he just set up in the fucking tank and set his amplifier in there uh -huh. and ran like along a, like an aquarium kind of tank no like a gas tank for like a big old fucking like an underground tank would have been there was a above ground tank. yeah yeah. Like yeah. yeah my dad he just flew to uh he went to some college football game in iowa but he wanted to go by the ames bar which is the last <clears throat> bar he played at uh and it was closed during the on a weekend. And then he tried to go to, I guess there's like a big pair of glasses out in the field. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He tried to go to all that shit and it didn't work out. But I went to the dedication of Buddy Holly Boulevard. In Lubbock? In Lubbock, Texas. And they opened the Buddy Holly Museum. I met the Crickets. I met Joe B. Malden and uh, uh, Old fart blossom and played the drums. Uh, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. And uh, <laughs> Joe Schmo. Yeah. And he the things with the things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then they put on a free concert. Really? Uh, yeah. It, it was. Did they, but did they have a, a like a, some other singer singing Buddy Holly songs? Yeah. They did. Yeah, they okay. had his, the okay. standing guy that did all that shit. But uh, that, that was cool. That is cool. That is cool. But yeah, back to that trip me and Judy took. We rode through New Mexico and wound around and went over into Arizona and up through Utah. And uh, Was there like a goal on this trip? Were you trying to get someplace or you just out fucking seeing the sights? Just throw a dart at the map. Western, the western 
throw a dart at the map, mm -hmm. you know. Let's go this direction. And uh, hell, we went up through uh, uh, Idaho. Idaho's beautiful. It is. It, I had no idea until I rode through there. Mm -hmm. And up through Wyoming and uh, uh, all the way over and clipped a little corner of Washington State. Okay. And uh, a little clipped a corner of Oregon. And, uh, Oregon's beautiful too. It is. It's nice. Yeah. Of course, it rains every day. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, what the hell? And uh, we were going all the way up to the Canadian border, and it was on fire. So we Just took like a, it was recently. Yeah, and it, you know they burn down every year, and uh, so we just made a right turn. Yeah. <laughs> Said to hell with that, and came back down through uh, Wyoming and uh, Montana, yeah. and then cut back down through uh, northern Colorado, and coming through Montana, there's a lot of plains there. Mm -hmm. Big sky country. And I'm riding along, just blasting along, having a good thing. Judy's behind me uh, about 50 yards. And we're just putting along, and I went to pass this bus motorhome, and a big wind blew that damn bus up off on the, on the left side wheels as I was going around the Holy left. shit. I remember going around that bus, and I looked, and all of a sudden there's a West Coast mirror right in front of me. <laughs> and... I looked, and I'm looking at the guy driving the bus in this West Coast mirror, and this guy is about Holy to, shit. he's filling the cab up with shit there. And, <laughs> and I yeah. am too. It was a little spooky, you know. Yeah. And Judy's behind me, and she told me later on, she says, I thought you were a crushed bug under that damn bus. That would have been fucked. Oh, so man. So did you just blast through? Yeah. When in yeah. doubt, throttle out. When in doubt, throttle when in doubt, out. Throttle and uh, I, I got around that damn bus and it banged back down. Judy said she saw three or four feet of air under the right side tire. Wow. And uh, that, that was a little spooky. I've seen an 18-wheeler lift up before, mm. but in front of me. I wasn't fucking next to it. I was right next to this. I was From looking what, at though? Wind? Wind. Just wind. Just straight, wind straight, straight line winds. Straight line crazy on straight straight line winds. Was it 80 that goes across Wyoming? I think so. Wow. It scared yeah, the shit out of me. Colorado, then 80. Well, we went on down through Colorado and, and watched the gusher gush in... Uh, uh, in Colorado? Yeah. Uh, what? You're talking about Yosemite in Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming. Uh, Yellowstone in Wyoming. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. Yosemite in California. Have you ever seen a chopper get pulled with another chopper and about two garden hoses tied together? No, but I did it a couple weeks ago with a ratchet strap. I got towed through. <laughs> <laughs> 5,000 pound ratchet strap. The Catskills Mountain. No, and it fucking ever, you know, we were going up these fucking mountain passes and he would downshift it and the strap would just break. Wow. And it kept breaking, it broke like five times. You know, it started off pretty Why far away from- Why was he downshifting? Was he trying to restart? Because we'd be going down a hill, and then he'd start oh. going back up it, and it would be into a high of a gear. So he would downshift to, like, pull me and my shit up the mountain. Yeah. And then one, one Sunday, a whole pack full of Dad's chopper buddies, we all decided to go down to Glenrose. And uh, <laughs> one of them was, rest in peace, Stanley Hilton. 
And uh, anybody, well, he's, he's 100% Mexican he's 100%. with a name like Stanley Hilton. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And he used to work at Wilson Leather. He passed away a couple of years ago. Was this like his fucking, uh, this is just what his paperwork said? No. Yeah. That was his mother given name, was he, it? He wrote oh, yeah. a green knucklehead with flames and it it looked just as Mexican as he did. <laughs> and uh, but it was a cool knucklehead. Yeah, and dad I love and that dad eventually rebuilt the motor on that knucklehead and that knuck he passed away a couple of years ago, rest in peace. But that knucklehead like still Wilson's run. Leather? He was working at Wilson Leather for a long time. Okay. okay. The Saturday yeah. he was one of the Saturday people over there. So anybody that goes to Wilson that's listening to this, they know who I'm talking about. But uh, right, right. this is back when they were all younger, and, and Stanley was a Zingaro. He just loved Chopper. He didn't do drugs. He didn't drink. In fact, he was a Mason. He was one of the head Masons when he passed away. But uh, good guy. Real he was the official of the Shrine Circus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we went those, down to Glen Rose. smart guys. And his knucklehead quit. Ernie was there. Dad and Ernie usually rode up front. Well, Ernie's like, well, they seen this yard and these garden hoses. Let's go see if we can buy these garden hoses from these people. And <laughs> the people, I don't know if they sold Dad and Ernie the garden hoses or gave it to them or what, but they wound up tying two probably 50-foot, 40-foot garden hoses together or some shit and tied first to Ernie's chopper. And, and the garden hose would stretch, yeah. and then it would bungee. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Garden hose got about the size of that wire. It was, oh, and uh, so we put, he lived in Haltom City. So we went all the way up. Ernie lived by Mansfield, and then he tied on the back of Dad's bike. I was riding on the back of Dad's bike. I was a kid. And uh, I thought, this is something I ain't ever been through. <laughs> and... Uh, Sure enough, Dad towed him the rest of the way home, you know, and he was a grateful Mexican. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and Dad Dad rebuilt the motor on that bike, man. That that knucklehead ran good. That and it hadn't been a part since, and that was 40 years ago. Yeah, that was early wow. 80s, late 70s, early 80s, yeah. somewhere right around 79, 80. I built that knucklehead engine for, for Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, Zingaro. That was a 1940 model knucklehead, 74 cubic inch. Zingaro is gypsy for uh, what outlaw, rebel, something. Yeah, it's kind of like a. To me, it's like the Zen thing, uh, spiritual. They were, and and they were all good people. They they weren't like hardcore drug dealers or anything. They all had day jobs, man. But. Um, you know, most of them built their own bikes. Yeah, they were they were the real deal. You know, as far as just like good people party on the weekends, go down the west or, you know, or wherever they'd wind up and party at a lake somewhere on the weekend. But mm -hmm. but back, you know, most of them were back at work on Monday. They all had good good jobs. The Zingaros. The Zingaros. And uh, like one of the guys that was a Zin, some of those Zingaros, after that club moved on <clears throat> and uh, put their patch down, which I ain't going to get into all that, but uh, some of them became skull munchers in the early skull 80s. Skull munchers. That's and, not near as cool. There's a lot of clubs that used to be around back in the day. And oh, yeah. Dad was good friends with the skull munchers, and when Dad had that, a uh, motorcycle shop on 121, Bill's Custom Cycle, the one that he had the longest, which was my favorite shop because of the people. 
Yeah. Stanley was around then, and Jr. and Bodine, and yeah. and you know, and some of them Ghost Riders were in and out of there. But uh, the Skull Munchers were around a lot, and one the guy that was the president of the Skull Muncher had been a Zingaro for a long time, Big John, and the vice president was a dude named Famous Harry. Which a lot of people listen to this, they'll agree and know who Famous Harry is from later on after this. But, uh, yeah, big old dude. Towered over everybody. Rode a shovelhead chopper with, like, 24-inch ape hangers. Uh, and, all, and most of these skull munchers had, like, 24- and 30-inch ape hangers. Like, you see that Dave Mann painting where all the handlebars are watch out for low bridges? Yeah. That's what they looked like rolling Come in. Come on. And... Half of them running jockey, Knuckle John, he had, what, 30-inch shape hanger? And uh, anyways, uh, Dad used to throw a party every few months. Because Open his, house. Because his customers were so good, and yeah. it's not illegal to give away beer. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you got to have permits and everything. To sell it, yeah. So he'd go get two or three kegs of beer, and the skull munchers would show up, you know. And and they, they were good people. And... Uh, this one asshole showed up. There was a truckload of pickups. One dude on a real long stretched out shovel head chopper and his little group of people all came in in a Ford pickup and uh, the bed of this pickup's full of people. It wasn't illegal riding the back of a pickup back then. And this, no. I was probably about yeah. 14. We're talking 83, 84. Yeah. Dad's having this party. Well, uh, everybody's getting drunk, having a good time. And, uh, mm. you know, <laughs> what, this, this fat uh, Hispanic guy there, he got drunk and his mouth overloaded his ass. And, and uh, old famous Harry knocked him out right there in the parking lot. And at so the, at the shop? Yeah. yeah. And uh, when we were on, unloading band equipment earlier that day, there was one guitar case that was real heavy. And there was one of dad's friends there named Lightning. And, uh, and, and Lightning's like, oh, don't worry, that's just a machine gun. In <laughs> By the way, nobody got killed this day. But yes. anyways, uh, you know, because I remember after that happened, you know, everybody's yelling at each other. And the skull munchers are yelling at the group of this people in the pickup. Dad walks out there with a 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun. Harry came and got me. Yeah, and, Harry came and, and got me. he said... Out of respect to you, <laughs> uh, we'll back off and if you want to handle this on your own premises. Yeah. And so I said, no problem. And I picked up the shop shotgun and was that scored, the Mossberg? Uh, no, this no. is the double barrel. No. It, okay. It's uh, I've still got it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like an old west shotgun. Yeah. Sawed-off. It's what it, they call a coach gun. Yeah. Twenty inch <laughs> barrel shotgun. Yeah. And, well, this this guy's buddy, that's this guy laying out in the parking lot, and all wrecked out there. <laughs> his buddy decides he's going to sling a chain, and that's part of when all the yelling started. And Harry went and got Dad, and uh, but with this guy swinging this chain, and all these guns come out, <laughs> and one of them is this uh, machine gun in this guitar case. And I was standing by Lightning. I'm 14, 15 years old, and Lightning's yeah. like. You stand here behind the dumpster with me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So uh, I better do what Lightning says, you know. And uh, God knows how he got named Lightning. But uh, that's another story. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know and, and then 
Dad comes out there and everybody starts realizing that everybody that pulled a gun out is on our side. And all these hippie assholes in this pickup, they ain't got no guns. They got a chain they're swinging around. This one, uh, this guy wasn't too bright because he was about to get knocked out too. So they tell them to load all their shit up and get the hell out of there. Well, this that one guy with the chain said, I told him to put the damn chain away. Yeah. And he says, uh, what are you going to do, shoot me? And I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you was dealing with that, you handed the shotgun to mom, and mom said, I'll damn sure shoot you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought, well, mom seemed pretty serious, you know. and and uh, I'm sure you know, she was. But, you know, it turns out the skull munchers, the good people that they are, they're helping these people getting their shit loaded up. Their truck won't start. They're like, okay, we're going to push your shit out in the street, and y'all just deal with it out there. You're getting, oh my God. you're getting off the property. Well, they go to back this truck up, and they forget this Mexican is laid out in the parking lot. One of their guys? One of the, yeah, one of the guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the guys that came in the back of the pickup. And they roll the back tire of this truck about all the way up this Mexican's growing and up on his chest. And the same dude that knocked him out says, man, uh... Y'all are running over this Mexican. No you. way. <laughs> that poor son of a bitch is laying there on the ground going, uh, 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 like that, with a damn truck tire on his chest. Oh, my God. Right. With a bunch of people in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're all pushing the truck. Everybody's oh pushing the God. truck or... I don't know if they were actually helping. I think the, the but the skull munchers were definitely getting all their shit off the property, uh -huh. and and they were actually treating them pretty good considering the circumstances. The, mm -hmm. the people got pretty lucky. Well, nobody was laying in a pool of blood anywhere. Yeah, because uh, if they didn't quit being stupid, it was going to escalate into that. But uh, of course, they all went on down the road somehow. The dude finally got his damn stretched out dangerous Springer chopper fired up and. Uh, dangerous Springer. Yeah, he had a real long, dangerous-looking Springer with the handlebars built into it, and it, it looked like the Springer would flex more than it would spring. Yeah. If I remember and right, then, it was <laughs> tweaked. Uh, the rear legs were tweaked, Yeah, and there was a lot of gap between the front and the rear legs of that Springer, and then it <laughs> narrowed down at the rocker, you know, yeah. uh, up yeah. here at the spring. It, mm -hmm. And it was about it 20 or 30 like over. That. It was real long. I'm surprised. Dangerous looking as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but it turned out to be a good day because <laughs> it, it, after they all left, dad's like counting his money. He said, you know, I made a lot of money today. So everybody is still left there. And of course, the muncher done rolled out, went bar hopping. But all dad's pack of people, you know, which was mostly not affiliated people. Uh, they're like, let's go to the spaghetti warehouse. So there's about <laughs> 15, 20 bikes rolling out to the spaghetti warehouse, right? Mm -hmm. And it started raining that evening. And we we all go into the spaghetti warehouse and we took we'll over half, train half the damn establishment. <laughs> and a lot of people are even getting annoyed with, you know, because... Uh, some people were just, were, they were feeling their spirits, you yeah. know, yeah. and, yeah. you know, from drinking all day. So, you know, there were some words flying, but it wasn't directed to anybody else except yeah. for the people within the pack there were having a good time. Yeah. I and, remember the manager coming up to us and saying, your bikes are getting all wet. You want to pull them up under the awning over here? Yeah. Down where the porch is at? Yeah. The wheelchair ramp. That, that's cool. They, <laughs> they got to pull their bikes all across the front 
there's a porch with a big deck and a wheelchair ramp off the side. Most of these guys are running jockey shifts. And, uh, and they all rode their jockey shift Harleys right up the ramp and part, lined their bike. So that kind of like all the people bitching about. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, man, these bikers are about to spend some money. <laughs> We're going to take care of these cats. Bill had a good day. I had a good day. Bill had a good day. Yeah, he's like. I looked at my wallet and I had about $1,200 in there. And I said, damn, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. Yeah. Let's go eat. I've still got a picture of that. Do you? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That was a good day. It turned out to I need to get to scan that. <laughs> Spaghetti warehouse. The sp I had oh, yeah. place Next to the Swift meat plant. Yeah. Yeah, it was right there where they had cows and shit and all walking around. Yeah. It was right ready up for the, the street market. from uh, uh, Stockyards. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Uh, the only other thing I could think about is 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 have you have you gone to like the the Texas swap meet old school bike thing that they do at like usually like Will Rogers you talking about yeah the Red does yeah super Red does yeah yeah is we we used to hang out with Red I don't know oh, if you've yeah. got any stories about Red I need to go oh, talk yeah. to Red yeah. as well. Uh, mention, the, mention the red that uh, I remember me and him and Wild Bill rode up to Kansas one time. Okay. And red had a panhead that had reached from here to your truck over there. Which is about what, 25 feet? <laughs> <laughs> I may exaggerate yeah. a little bit. It had but 12, it, 15 over something. It, like it was a good solid 10, 12 feet long. Jockey shift, no front brake. And. Uh, Raked <laughs> way out, old panhead, and uh, we uh, ended up going uh, right up into Kansas. And Wild Bill's dad lived in Pratt, Kansas. Okay, so that's where we were headed was Pratt, Kansas. And Jim Duncan was there too. And uh, now this is me and Red and Wild Bill. Uh -huh. And uh, we rode on up there, and, and Red got stuck in the sand. It, it hadn't rained in. <clears throat> two months, mm -hmm. and Kansas is dry as a popcorn fart. Did y'all pull off the side of the road? Yeah, I stopped to take a pee. Okay. And, uh, and old Red pulled over there and just buried that damn panhead in sand. I've done that before. Yeah. I, I thought that was when y'all went to Turner Falls. And this is in Pratt, Kansas. Ah. And, uh, and I'll never forget it. Do you remember it. what year? 1971. Maybe I think it's a little later than that. Two, something yeah. like that. It was pretty early on. Yeah, and uh, it was before Red built that drag it was, bike. It was pre me. Yeah. It so, was. I, 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 was still, I was still hanging around in your nuts. <laughs> you were a spermazoa at the time, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, I always he was tell, trying not to piss you out. I, I posted <laughs> this a few times on Facebook. I was like, you know. Uh, whatever year it is, you know, 45 years ago, now 50 years ago, coming up on 51, I was like, you know, 50 years ago, I left a party with my dad, and I came home with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's pretty good. I like that. You're a good son. Well, I know y'all got in a similar situation, getting stuck in the sand. <laughs> When y'all went to Turner Falls and you got I got taken, stuck in the sand. And that was the Red Army and the Blue Army. The real United States Army having war games 
But they were having, they were drunk having war games. What? You want to tell them about yeah, that? Yeah, that was. Uh, I've we, never heard we, this left, one. we left yeah, Turner yeah. Falls because the it's been a while. police yeah. threw us out. I think I was right there. had back. been an unnamed motorcycle club up there the preceding weekend yeah. that burned all their <laughs> picnic tables up for firewood. And they were a little pissed about it. Yeah. And from Texas. There were from Texas. six or eight of us, right? <laughs> yeah. And I pulled up there at the gate and I gave them three bucks or whatever it was. And this uh, sheriff comes up and he says, y'all ain't staying here. And I said, oh, I got my permit right here. And uh, he said, y'all ain't staying here. And I said, yeah, but we got our, and he pulled his 38 out, stuck it in my side. And he said, y'all ain't staying here. And I said, you're right. I've lost all desire <laughs> to yeah. be here. I said, but we, we're all running Sportster tanks. Yeah. And he, I said, like, give a fuck, just went out the uh, window. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I would like my $3 back. And they gave it back. Yeah. So this cop takes us into town uh, and, and just clears, blocks off a gas station, and everybody fills up. And he takes us out to the next lake over. Uh, <laughs> can't think of the name of it now. <clears throat> anyway, it's pretty remote. Yeah. yeah, he just got you out of town. Yeah, yeah. he said, I want you bastards, bastards out of my county. Yeah. So he takes us over to the next county and says, go down that road. And it that road turns into dirt and sand and all that shit. And I buried my old knucklehead up right in the middle of the damn road. Mm -hmm. It just put, 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 you know, and there I am. I just stepped off the bike and it stood there. Gotcha. I've yeah. done that before too. I'm standing there scratching my head and these four cats pull up in a Jeep and he said, you seen the Red Army come by here? And I said, the hell are you talking about? And he said, we're having National Guard war games out here. Out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Passing around a jug of wine. And a jug of wine. <laughs> here, have a blast of this. And I said, wow, I could use some help getting my bike up out of here. Well, no sweat. You know, he throws a strap out the back of this Jeep. He hanks my bike out of there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, now be careful. There's a guy running around here with the other army that's got a tank. <laughs> you don't want to run into the damn tank. And, uh, yeah, he might not help you. Yeah. I said, ah, no, no problem. We'll, we'll watch out for tanks and shit. And he said, by the way, if you go up the road here about four or five miles, there's a real nice campground. <laughs> he said, just go around, do bend here, go there. You'll hit the pavement road eventually. And just go on up the pavement road about a mile, and there's a a real nice campground. On the road that you guys were on? On the road that we got run kind of off cross, of. Cut kind of across. Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. they took us off the pavement road. Uh-huh. The sheriff did. <laughs> yeah. Said, go right up there. Yeah, we don't want you at the campground. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe you'll get ran over by a tank if you go down yeah, there. Yeah, right. it was squashed right. by a fucking tank. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, that was an interesting ride. That yeah. is interesting. I remember, like, <laughs> I had to watch out for tanks while riding my chopper around. And and cats and jeeps with uh, jugs of wine, jugs of wine, and and uh, fake ammunition and all that shit. You know, what a trip. And, and a couple of weeks later, one of the cats from the said motorcycle club stopped by the house to see Dad, 
And, it, and he's like, man, you should have went to Turner Falls with us about three weekends ago. And dad's like, oh, that's the weekend before we was there. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <You know? laughs> they said, man, we got cold. We had to burn up a bunch of picnic tables. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stole somebody's pig. Oh my God. <laughs> All kinds of weird right. shit. <laughs> Had a hog roast. Well, do you remember by, uh, what was the shop called on Menace by Lennox? Bill's Custom Cycles. Bill's Custom Cycles. Do you remember there was a Cowtown BMX yeah. track Yeah, out there. behind there. And we used to ride there. It's still there. Yeah, they I've still seen, do races and stuff there. I've, I've but the there. guy that lived next door to that had a bear. Oh yeah, and a, and and like a chicken coop. Yeah, a bear. A and he used bear. to ride around with this bear in his car all the time. No fucking way. The like bear you could race BMX and then walk over and just like that bear killed that dude too. I bet it did. Yeah. We're playing music. We're and, playing uh, music at the Idle Town. Yeah, and bar. it was only like a maybe an eight by eight, if, <laughs> if not a six by six size chicken we're, coop. We're playing music at the Idle Time Bar down there on Beach Street, Riverside. Riverside, and uh, right by the railroad tracks, right next to the tracks. We're in there playing music, and and uh, somebody went outside to smoke or something. Came back in and said, hey, man, there's a station wagon out here with a damn bear in it. Yeah, and sure enough. <coughs> I thought, oh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit's right. You, no, you got to no see bullshit. this. So I walked out there, and sure enough, there's a damn bear in the back seat of this station wagon. No fucking way. Yeah. Was it that guy? It's the same guy. Hi. Is that guy? Yeah. It can't be that many. There's not uh, more than one dude rolling around with a bear. Yeah. That bear but ended he, up killing that guy. As far as I experienced, he, he wasn't rolling around with it. It was just in the cage coop next to the BMX track. I mean, I don't know how many bears are running around DFW area, yeah. but it can't be Riverside that and Beach Street. Well, that damn bear was in the back of that station wagon. Yeah. That's fucking wild. That is wild as hell. We played music down there for a couple of years and uh, uh, got to know the area and the people and all that shit. All the road whores left, left us alone. And yeah. They left the bear alone, too. And, but there was uh, <laughs> damn sure a bear out there. Yeah. The and other, a bunch of motorcycles, you know. The other yeah. thing that happened out of that <coughs> shop was the the two little Asian kids that shot me in the throat. You remember that with a pellet gun? I seen vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. I, I was I was riding that. down the street on my on my bicycle, and these two kids were had like a pellet pump pellet gun or whatever, and they they were aiming out the window and as I rode by they shot me in the neck yeah and I ran to the shop and I was just like dad I just got shot in the neck I'm bleeding and I was like I just got shot in the neck and he's like show me where yeah. <laughs> we'll fix that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so we I mean it ended peacefully but there was a definite knock on the door and a, and a talking to <laughs> That happened. Yeah, they were eating all the neighborhood cats and dogs and stuff too. Some yeah. of those Asian people. Yeah. Come on. No, they was, man. People were finding yeah. the heads of their dogs in the neighbor's trash and yeah. stuff. No fucking way. Yeah. I think JR's dog came up missing. Our dumpster yeah. ended up with some of that shit in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, you had a pretty good sized dumpster. Yeah. I don't know how many dogs I've eaten. Yeah, you probably not, don't. Not, not a one. None not none a one. You probably don't want to know either. I'll tell you what, monkey ain't bad. Really? Yeah. I've never eaten monkey. Well, the most never... exotic thing I've really eaten has been shark. Hmm. Shark fajitas. Shark well, when I was in the Philippines, uh, you know, overseas with the Vietnam gig, uh, you you end up walking down along a pole or someplace like that, and hell, you get monkey on a stick for you know two yeah. pesos. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, <laughs> in my army times, going to to where he's from, going to Italy. Uh, they had like the whole pig with the apple in its mouth and all that kind of stuff and you walk up and I was just like, I want a slice of ham. And they're just like... Uh, pretty much the same thing. The old country. There you go. Same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hell... Well, down in fucking South America, you fucking get into the wrong spot. They just got them guinea pigs just spinning around on... <laughs> <laughs> on sticks. Oh, Did you eat some? Oh, no. No. Now, I wanted to, but it just, like, never, you know. Yeah. It wasn't around when I was hungry enough. Like, I've, I've never eaten squirrel or anything like that. Never uh, eaten a squirrel? We used to go to the to the, to the the rattlesnake roundup in Mangum, Oklahoma. Yeah, we went up there with Bovine. So I've eaten rattlesnake a couple of times as a kid, but. That ain't bad. No. We went up there with Bodine and Fish and Queen and Steve and Barbara. Yeah. You went up there and, in Oklahoma, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mangum Snake. Yeah. And Bodine was rebuilding that shovelhead, and he rode that Sportster chopper up there. Yeah. And Dad didn't like riding with Sportsters, but Bodine Sportster started and ran good, so he made an exception with that. But, have, you uh, told, <laughs> have you talked to him yeah. and told him about uh, the Dirt Bike Kid experience? Oh, yeah, the movie? Yes. Yeah. Fucking yeah. big movie star Bill over here? Yeah. yeah. Dad and I, and I used to ride out to the set with him yeah. as, as a kid. And Fish's bike was a shovel or a pan? Shovel head. Shovel head. It was a shovel. It was 1980 shovel head. Yeah. yeah. So you were part of a motorcycle gang in the movie? Yeah. yeah they, they were, they were chasing little, little Peter uh, Billingsley around. We, I think they just wore t-shirts. We, we were just a gang. Yeah. It, there was no name yeah. to it. So they filmed part of it. Uh, over in, in, like, not too far from from uh, Bell Helicopter off Highway 10. Okay. Hearst, Ulysses-ish area. Uh, they filmed part of it there, the motocross track scenes and stuff. And then they filmed part of it at... at Flagpole Hill. Flagpole Hill, Hill in Dallas. Yeah. Flagpole and then they filmed the rest of the the BS out in Cali. Yeah. All that. Well, and they filmed down in the uh, warehouse district in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. That's where some of the rougher scenes. Ain't that where that dude trashed that K model? That was at uh, White (laughs) Rock Lake. Yeah, K model chopper. The head actor of the biker gang, he was a real actor. Is that Big Slime? Big Slime. Yeah, he rode the K model (laughs) chopper. And then there was Dad and Bodine and Benny. Was that one of your buddy's bikes, or was that his bike? Or? That, no, was that, that was a movie bike. company. That was a movie bike. The yeah. movie company had a K model chopper. Yeah. Kickstart. And it was a real piece of work. It, yeah. uh, <laughs> they barely kept it running, but oh. uh, it yeah. was junk. They ran it off into White Rock Lake on purpose. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, they were filming that. Yeah, he ended up jumping. Did they leave it there? Is it still there? Can we go? No, get they, <laughs> they winched it out and yeah. I offered to buy it. Yeah. And uh, they They're said, like, we no, need... we're going to get it run and do it again or what? Well, no, the guy says, we want to sell this thing. I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. And uh, he says, ah, it's a little low. I said, I'll give you a hundred and a half for it. <laughs> and they ended up selling it to somebody for three or four hundred. Which that's what you was... Or did they take it back to California? They sell sold it? it right in Dallas. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so what you was making the, about a hundred and fifty. The plot of the movie was this kid his mom gave him grocery money and he's supposed to go buy groceries and he gets talked into buying this like little yz80 yeah didn't take much time. that was messy that Marvin. was that was possessed and haunted and can move on its own yeah the headlights think on its on own it and, and all that as you might have figured out by now he hung out with a stunt and equipment crew <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah so do you you know who peter billingsley is no Messy Marvin commercials back in the day. Yeah, he was in. That was Christmas Story. Oh yeah, the little blonde That's right. oh, yeah, I know. Kid. Yeah, it's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. he was the star of that show, and I, I, I tried to hang out with him and make friends and all that, and he turned out to be a little snobby asshole. Really? Yeah. And so I ended up making friends with the stunt crew. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I grew up racing dirt bikes. This is stunt crew, dirt bike stuff, and all that. So I, I hung out with them all the time. They wanted him to ride the dirt bike some. Yeah. And I said, pay him. Yeah. No pay, no ridey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and Bodine and Benny were getting like $150 a day. Yeah, we made good money off of that. In 85. That, that was, was, that that was, was Choppers a, Around? That was 1985. I need to pull that movie up and watch it. That was a fun time, man. It's on Tubi. It's a terrible what movie. What the hell is that? It's oh, a it television <laughs> station It's thing. a terrible movie, but it was, cool, it was cool to do back in the day. Yeah. They basically sat on their bikes and looked at Messy Marvin and, oh, get that yeah, kid. Tried to look menacing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I got the DVD. All you're not time. even mean. Like, you're, I mean. I oh, were supposed to just look menacing. You menacing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I bought that. He, he, had a, he had a goatee <laughs> back then. He cut his hair, but he had a goatee and. Yeah. A little bit rougher looking. Yeah, I, think. I, rougher I, I bought that. And I just growled a little yeah, bit. A few here. years Bodine back. always wore yeah. a bandana back then. So he looked, Bodine looked pretty scooter trash back in them days. <laughs> he really did. Ain't he he yeah. looks like so he did, did. So did Benny. Benny was kind of woolly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they did okay on that. I bet but that did. was, that was really cool as a kid to be a part of. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. throw him on the back of the bike and hauled ass and rode to Dallas every day for what, about three weeks? Mm -hmm. On Fish's bike. Because Fish, see, Fish landed that part, but Fish had to work. But Fish said, man, he talked to Dad, he said, I really want to see my bike in this movie. Yeah. So he, he said, his bike for him? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's how Dad got on the show. What they did is they contracted Abate of Texas. Mm. And and Fish was an official in Abate, yeah. and uh, uh, you remember what Abate stood for when it's they like, first invented it? Oh no! It's called a Brotherhood Against Totalitarian Enactments, 
and it was formed, put together to fight the helmet law. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were having an A-bait meeting at the barbecue joint on the corner of Beach and Belknap, which is a bar now. And Fish and all his buddies were down there having an A-bait meeting, and the film crew rolled in there and said, we They're need like, we some want you guys. We need some bikers. But, uh, of course, it turned out to be Bodine and Benny, which really weren't totally A-bait. They, they liked A-bait, but they were... A little bit more hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> well, fish called around because yeah. nobody else could do it. Yeah, or take off work or yeah. whatever. I worked for myself. I did. Yeah, Bodine yeah. was working for Dad. That's and, good publicity. Yeah. And you Benny's know, like, kid. you know, who cares about work? I'm going to be in a movie. <laughs> they, they, so. they paid good. Yeah. 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 Like I say, I made about 150 bucks a day. Yeah. Fucking movie stars. <laughs> 150 bucks a day. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good back then, huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's three sets of pan heads a day. <laughs> three sets of pan heads. That's, that's, a, that's a whole lot of goulash pan, for me and Shay. Uh, by, by 1985, pan head, a set of pan heads were running about three, four hundred dollars by 1985. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that because. I used to, there'd be somebody shady coming to dad's shop and dad had all his panhead shit stashed in the back and his knucklehead shit was up in the attic. Nobody saw that unless oh, he yeah, let them yeah, go yeah. up there and look. Yeah. But I kept an eye on that panhead shit and made sure people didn't go back there and start rummaging through that. Mm -hmm. Cause it was kind of in the back room of his shop. He had kind of like, you know, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, people go back there, they ain't supposed to be back there usually unless they're invited. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew where all them panheads were. <laughs> I, I had a set picked out for myself. Yeah. Hey, I was only 15, 16, but I, oh, these are some nice. I hope I get this set. Somewhere. I got to tell you how <laughs> Pam's panhead trike came about. Okay. It was interesting. I, uh, uh, I just sort of came by a shovel head motor that needed rebuilding. Mm -hmm. So I, I tore it down. It was one of the early nose cone shovel heads, light model motor at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I tore it down, rebuilt it, did bottom end, everything. Balanced it, blah, 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 blah. And it was just perfect because it was one I was bu building into that trike. And uh, uh, old boy from the Tribe Motorcycle Club, out of Lake Charles, Louisiana, mm -hmm. come rolling through there, and he saw that shovel head motor, and it was pristine. I did a good job on it, and it was clean. And uh, he said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, it ain't for sale. I'm building this three-wheeler, and uh, woofity-woof. And he said, my old panhead's getting kind of tired. And he said, uh, I'd like to trade you my panhead motor for that shovel head motor. That you would in a heartbeat, fifty-six panhead. And he said, "I'll trade you title and motor as a match set, you know." And uh, and the shovelhead motor was uh, I had a bill of sale for it, but I didn't have a title. Yep. Title, Brandy Versard. Title went with the frame. So anyway, I ended up swapping him, yep. and and I I just freshened up the panhead motor. Essentially, just did a top end on it. Yeah. And that's how we ended up with the panhead trike. And in the ditch. Hmm? And at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, yeah. that was a couple yeah. years after. Yeah. Dad, mom, yeah. mom, Dad had built Mom a 45 truck. Yeah. yeah. They'd got a stock 45 truck, and they Dad tore it down and chopped it, put a 
wide glide on it that had a coffin gas tank on it. Yeah. We got pictures of that, and, but it was slow. It ran good, 45, but it was slow. Yeah. And that, and like, I put a set of heads shit. just like that on it. Yeah. Up the compression considerably. Mm-hmm. <coughs> We're Is talking that about like a WE, WF? KR. That was uh, about 72. And the pack was tired of mom being so slow. They'd send her off 30 minutes before everybody else. <laughs> and uh, That so thing then, it only runs 60 wide open down here. 45? Yeah. yeah. The trike, I mean, that's not terrible. Three-speed well, transmission. It, but it wasn't fast either. No, it's not fast enough, but that's pretty good for a 45. Oh, I built it. Yeah. <laughs> Dad ran into Randy Broussard. And then and they invited Dad out there and treated him real good, too, out there in Louisiana. I went yeah. to their national uh, run, <laughs> yeah. Lake Charles. and He showed you his appreciation for what you'd built? Mm-hmm. He yeah. and had a hell of a good time. They they treated me like visiting royalty. They got yeah. good food out there, don't they? Oh, all kinds of shit. And, uh, he doesn't do seafood, though. Oh, well, at God. the time, I did. Yeah. Oh, at the time, yeah. you did? Yeah, Dad, oh, okay. Dad and Ernie This wasn't was a subway trip. Okay. No, well, I mean, I know we used to go cat, cat fishing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Dad used to drink Dr. Pepper and eat hamburgers all day yeah. back then. Yep. And uh, and I'd eat fish. And They wound up taking Mom and Dad, I guess their clubhouse, they were in between clubhouses, and they wound up in a gay bar. But the blue oyster. But the the gay the gay sure. bar didn't they didn't rub off on the bikers, I guess. But well, it was uh, mostly <laughs> lesbian women. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I remember That's mom. That's what I tell people, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's how we're wrapping it up. That, Man, that's I a good place to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming down. Uh, that was fucking good. Thanks people for having us, man. Thank thanks you. for having us. Okay, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I really... I really did enjoy that. I wasn't sure. You know, four people, it gets a little hectic on microphones, but I think everybody did a good job. I had a couple of spots where I was like, oh, shit, we're all talking at the same damn time. But it worked out. Go check out lowbrowcustoms.com, motorcyclesherpa.com, knivesmadebynick.com, mcshoptees.com, dangerdancetalkshop.com. And I look forward to seeing you at Rat Rodtober or... The Yellow Rose Canyon for Born Free Texas.